When my date takes me home and kisses me goodnight, if I don't hear the podcast in my head, I dump him. What's the podcast? Philharmonic. <laughs> you gotta move near Lincoln Center if you want that to happen. There, there are so many uh, Babs lines in this movie that she delivers with what I can only call uh, Hector Elizondo energy. <laughs> <laughs> you recently talked about... The most successful joke in, in movie history. Or no, that's in a future episode. Oh, it's in a future episode. Okay. But yes. Runaway uh, Bride, have, have oh, you yeah, seen? Of course. Have I seen? When she gets on, yeah. It's not my when favorite, she gets Julia, on, but... Not mine either, but when she gets on the FedEx truck uh, and the guy- To run to, away. To, to flee away. The yeah. titular act. Yeah, yeah, and right. someone's like, where's she going? And Elizondo says, I don't know, but wherever she <laughs> is, she's going. She'll be there at 1030 tomorrow. <laughs> And I just saw a crowd just start firing guns in the air when he said that. <laughs> just like they just Caught were fire. ready to storm a castle. That's they so were good. so energized. It's funny. Uh, here's my here's my immediate hot take on this movie. Yeah, this is like an Apatow film directed by Gary Marshall. <laughs> that's a great call, right? That's Maybe good. that's what she is. Yes, as least as a rom com director. Yes. Where she like, thinks it's an Albert Brooks film. Yes. Yeah. But it's not. It's not. Where she's like a sixth act. And you're like, I don't know, Barbara. And she's like, no, it's there. I'm putting it in. <laughs> she's <laughs> always right. That's the thing about Barbara that you have to know that I've learned by reading about 250 pages of her book now. Sure. Is that so uh, people, fifth, fifth. people <laughs> say, they say, Barbara, it can't be done. Barbara, no. Barbara, mm. not this. And she goes, no, I'm doing it. And then guess what? She was right. She's never taken an She's L. Never. 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 And never. her entire life is built above small moments in which she people said no, but she did it and she was right. Yeah. No, the, the sixth act of this I, moment. I live the same of way, this movie. Yeah. You, yeah. you and Parker are very similar. <laughs> very similar. Very similar. The sixth act of this movie is when it clicked for me, where it's like, Apatow must have lost his mind and been like, wait, movies don't have to end? <laughs> I can do anything? Like, this was point. his 2001 it's Space like, Odyssey. Judd, 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 romantic comedies, 95 minutes tops. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, what if we push on through that? Right. What if the movie contains three sequels to itself? <laughs> that is. The thing about him is, Knocked Up is a little long. Yeah. You're like, yeah, this is pretty long. Then Funny People is way too long. And every I like that movie, but everyone's like, Jesus, like, yeah. the whole fucking other movie in this. And he's like, this is 40 should be similarly long. <laughs> yes. Right? Right. I'm not learning my lesson no. at all. He never learned his lesson. No. King of Staten Island was like 140 minutes long, right? Yeah. And that movie's just like Pete Davidson going to the bodega. <laughs> well, like, nothing happens in it. You haven't it. seen the Roadshow version, have you? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, you're right. Good call. All I right. just, it's just funny to have the movie be this sort of It's like, 137 minutes. Jesus. Wow. This movie having the energy no of like, look, we're not plot driven. It's about characters. It's about dynamics. It flows. And then every scene, there's at least four lines that are pitched to the back of Yankee Stadium that are given full, like, sort of Henny Youngman. There's one line that really made me laugh. But it also needs to end like it's a 90-minute rom-com. Yes. With like a very traditional ending. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it she does succeed in making it gives you that good feel like oh, yeah. it. I love how it big it is. works. Yeah. but you're like we could have done this in in less time, and it would have been cleaner. Could have had guess. another hour of Lauren Bacall too, and I that would know. have been fine. It's so true. But, but I she, now well, she would have a spinoff show. Now she would go to Apple TV Plus. <laughs> yes. And no one would watch it. No. But two Dark of your friends diaries. would be like, why aren't you watching the Lauren Bacall <laughs> spinoff like, And she show. would be nominated for <laughs> it, something. Yeah, yeah and it's, right. it's just wonders of her tight close-ups. Who's Lauren Bacall, whose real name is Betty and is a Jew. 
which Barbara learns in the book, oh, and then calls her Betty the, the entire whole chapter. I'm mm-hmm. sure Lauren loved that. Betty Persky. Yeah. Betty yeah. Persky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can incredible? see why they changed it to the sexiest name of all time. <laughs> Lauren Bacall, yeah. I got so excited watching this movie, knowing we were going to do an episode on it. I'd never seen it before. Oh, yeah. But not to call our shot. I'm like watching this movie, knowing our guests are coming in, and we're just like, this is fucking automatic home run. We're just going to have a ball. My, It's been a while since I feel like we've talked about a movie that is crazy in this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That feels like you're having a dream, like a fevered dream. Not yeah. to not to invoke. Yeah. It's yeah, the yes. rare combo of I can't think of another movie like this. That's I mean, sure there are plenty. Cozy crazy. It's very it's cozy, very crazy. warm, but it's also completely demented. The, the home again experience. Yes. Home again. Like this right. is again. Yes. Home oh again isn't this. God. Which is cozy. Right. Home again. Is, home again is less cozy. Home spikier. again. You get it's mad because you're like this you is be, bad. You need yeah. to be cold in the in in. You have to be in jackets in New York City to be this cozy. That's why Barbara's so good because yeah. right. She'll always it will always be so finely mm-hmm. appointed. Everyone will have nice clothes. Every set will be nice. Sure. Right. Like I'll shoot on location. Well, that's the other thing is home again. I, I, so even though shot in this movie you're like everyone in this movie needs to go to an asylum. Like, but you just kind of like, but they are having a great time. It's a great New York. It it shows New York so beautifully, which I think is always something that you notice now because. We're not movies getting a lot of good, movies. Yeah. Don't look good They're anymore. Vancouver. Like this period, it looks great. Two of history's best DPs worked on this movie. Oh. Yeah. One was fired, and the other one right. was brought back. Right. Or, yes. yes. Yeah. But like, yeah, Home Again. I mean, we did a whole episode litigating this. But what's so fascinating about that movie is it's happening at like the death of this type of film. So they were like, you only get to make this as an open road movie with a twelve million dollar budget right. yeah. and twenty days to film. Right. This has the the scale and the budget and the fucking Marvin Hamlish score. Oh my god! Uh, and Babs's just like, best friend, yeah, one of her BFF. I mean, she's calling in favors everywhere. She's totally. Barbara. She can, but it really is a, a curation. And I love that. That's about her. Is that it's taste. It's yes. it's it's in the movie is written with. I went to the opera to get or the symphony to get inspiration or whatever, she and didn't then have an ending. I thought of the and it's like wow, that's so her, that's so New York and so her. Uh, you said it uh, right before we started recording, Lindsay. But the feeling of this movie being the, you know what, I'm gonna try to make an easy one. <laughs> It's so telling of a type of artist we're obsessed with who's like, you know what? I've taken on these big, ambitious, unwieldy, emotionally raw projects. Yeah. I want been easy rolled up. I've rode some balls up a hill. Let's just and it's write her last a New York rom-com one. piece so of cake. Yeah. So do you think she says, well, that wasn't worth it? Or like, or I that's guess. That's literally what I guess she says. that's it. Yeah. She hates to work also. That's another thing about Barbara. She hates yes. to work. Yes. She's very lazy. The, yes. the, the, in the memoir, the chapter that's called The Mirror Has Have you faces. finished the memoir? No, I've only read this chapter. Okay, sure. great. <laughs> I've only read so this I, chapter. To be clear, I've read one fifth of the book, and then I Plus went ahead and I read to this went to this chapter because it's on page eight hundred, which yeah. I don't yeah. even think I'll ever reach. I, it's like eight eighty three. Yeah, think, no, is where I the know. I don't starts. think I'm ever getting there. And it starts with her being like, "I made Yentl. It took me like a hundred years, yeah. and I knew I could make a movie." Which Roger Ebert basically says in his review, and it almost seems like she's quoting him indirectly. Mm-hmm. She's like, "I made Yentl. Took me forever. I wor- it was meticulous. And then I made Prince of Tides. I worked a little less hard, but I still worked really hard." Yeah. And she's like, "I proved to myself I could make hard movies, good movies that are critically adored." And she was like, "I had to prove to myself I could make an easy movie." I love right. that. So about she her. did this, and then she does, make and it then she's complicated, done, done. right. Uh, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this. We'll talk about this thoroughly. And I've already done this bit before. I'm going to repeat a bit, but I just think it's just always going to work. <laughs> just do it. I have the Barbara book <laughs> yeah. here on my desk. Boom. Timber's book costs 
fifty dollars. That's yeah, the, Kindle was eighteen. You know, paid for it. Kindle was eight. Good. Kindle was eighteen. <laughs> Do you know that if you download it, but to your it Kindle, somehow makes your, your Kindle, Kindle heavy. heavy. Yeah. <laughs> nice guys. <laughs> you put it on the desk. It's like, hmm, thunk. Really? Everything's pretty light. There's too much e-ink inside all of a sudden. I mean, I just can't wait till somebody breaks into my apartment and I hit them with the book. <laughs> well, no, and they, or they try to steal it and yeah. it slows them down. Like, no. And I'm like, that costs $50. Their I, knees buckle. Yeah, right. I told my mom I had some audible credits and I was like, mom, I, I do you want, because I've sent her a couple like novels that I thought she yeah. would like and she did because she prefers to read. Mm. But I was like, do you want to read the Barbara Streisand memoir? I feel like you would. I was like, but it's like a thousand pages long. I could send you the audio book. Right. It's 40 hours long, and she goes... 48 hours. 48 hours, and she goes... A full note team. And Barbara, team she goes, does Barbara it, read it or does someone else? And I was of like, Barbara does. And she it. goes, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. it's very... The audiobook is very good. I, yeah. I just I just listened to Julia Fox read. I said I couldn't. I can't. She the read, read, she read the time. She did yeah. the Streisand book. No, she read her own memoir, and I said it took so long to finish that I was like, if I start Barbara 48 hours, I'm ne- that I'm really never going to finish. Is Julia Fox's memoir also 1,000 pages long? No, but it's long enough. Mm-hmm. It's it's long. <laughs> Anything <laughs> longer than a pamphlet on that one. No offense to Julia Fox. She's got yeah. a, a story life, hustle. but she's no Barbara. No. Right, right. Uh, Barbara on Stern, she said something to the effect of... Uh, yeah, listen to that, too. People ask me why the book's so long, so I never have to do an interview ever again. <laughs> she's lazy. Yeah. She is like, lazy. It's all in here. She's la- it took her 10 years. She They asked her to do it. Took her 10 years. She did it. And we're done with this forever. Did she really l- write it longhand? Or yes. is that just... I she really yes. did. Amazing. I believe that. Amazing. That was the other thing she said in the Stern interview was like, he was like, so what are you going to work on now? And she's like, I'm going to hang out with friends. I haven't seen people in <laughs> 10 years. Jesus, Barbara, relax. Like, I've done nothing else for the last 10 years. <laughs> Throw the book on the desk she's again. such a Jewish The mom, Stern interview is so funny. When he's like, Barbara, you're so sexy. You've dated so many hot guys. What's that? I, I, and she's like, so she's like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, Howie. Very good. Very good uh, mixture of people. She's like, I'm not sexy. Haven't you seen The Mirror Has Two Faces? Well, that's okay. Haven't you seen acts one through five of The Mirror Has <laughs> that's Two a Faces? Great point. 30 minutes telling you I ain't nothing special. That's to a look great at. point because this movie is kind of everything. And reading the first, like, million chapters of the book about her mother never told her she was beautiful yes. or fa- uh, her father neglected her. her left her family uh, died early actually her, her father died early but right. then her stepdad also her stepdad, ignored her her stepdad never her. told was right. awful to uh, her I mean, wouldn't pay had, attention to her if her steps she could she would kill her stepdad <laughs> if she could he is dust he is done to her like he she hates him but the movie is like all those themes, which yes. I, which was interesting to kind of see in tandem with the book. She is, pours herself into these. Things. It re- we'll talk about it. We'll she's very. It. It's almost like method at this point. Well, That's like, why I'm like, it's so good to see her go method. It's like Yentl is her sort of trying to channel her, her dad, dead father, mm. who she never got to know. Prince of Tides is her trying to get in touch forgive with her, mom. her mother. It's right, her exactly. Trying to forgive her mother. Right. And this she, one is her being like, what about forgive? Barbara? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's obsessed with the idea that she's not uh, traditionally beautiful. Obsessed. Yes. And and that's right. like the main... Introduce our show. This is Babs, Chad, McCurfin, and David. <laughs> yeah. Our farewell to Babs. It is. Oh. Yeah. It's a podcast about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their careers and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Sometimes those checks clear and sometimes they bounce. Baby, this is a miniseries on the films of Barbara Streisand. I always say it like that for some reason because I'm trying to make sure I don't say Barbara. 
It's Barbara. Barbara. I mean, her name is Barbara. Sorry, Barbara. Well, I'm actually looking at the cover eh, of this 100-page book here, and it says, my name is Barbara, so you're wrong. I'm wrong. I do love that her book tour clearly is just Jewish mom guilt. She's like, you know how hard I worked on this thing? Yes. Come on, Stern, read it. It's a miniseries on the films uh, of, of Barbara Streisand. It is called Podcastle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And today we're talking about what is to date her final film. Now, she has threatened to make other movies. She <laughs> has. threat. I welcome them. Please, make another movie. She's five years younger than Ridley Scott. She this is true. She can make her Napoleon. She can make three Napoleons. <laughs> no, he can make three Napoleons. Only he can do that. You're right. She could make or half a like, Napoleon. I, I know take four a guy who has cannons. Like, that's the whole yeah. thing. With, it's not just that he's a good director. He clearly just knows, like, the guy with cannons. Yes. Yeah. An underrated part of directing. I, I mean, and it is... <laughs> <laughs> But it is part of this movie where, like, as you said, Lindsay, this is her calling in every favor. Um, the big one that she keeps on saying she has wanted to do for the last 20 years is Gypsy. Gypsy. And it came down to Sondheim it. saying she could either star or direct, but not both. And that was the stalemate. Now she's too old, so she could, uh, to star. So she, she could, could just direct. direct. Yes. I mean, even 10 years ago when she, she was too old to play it, she still that. was like, I'm going to do it. She ends this book saying... That that's her dream. Gypsy. I mean, it would be. <sighs> I'd love her to direct it. I don't. But then who? again, okay. lazy Hell woman. She's she, 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 our guest she before we to get to this because it's a big friends. conversation. She does, lazy she woman. needs a decade with her friends. Our guest today <laughs> returns to the show for the first time in too long. Bobby Finger, Lindsay Weber, Who Weekly. Hi. Hey, what's up? Hello. Am We're I back. wrong in thinking this is Bobby's fifth? Oh, because Bobby Can I, like, had a solo. Catch up. By yeah, doing my own episode sometimes. I don't know that it's fifth. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Something's got to... It may be third this or Something's got to give. And then this is your third episode, the two of you You together. guys are forgetting Ricky and the Flash. Ricky and the Flash. <laughs> Amazing episode. Uh, Amazing yes, episode. You've got mail in this. Yeah, we've done some so amazing episodes. So Lindsay's got to do nice. two solos Thank and then you. you're tied. I would That's like to so do that. Nice. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Ricky and the Flash. You, how you can't forget how? about Ricky. How did I forget they about Ricky and the Flash? They told you to get Ricky for Ricky. They told me on every poster in every AMC get, uh, for months. We really get called in for these big things. I feel like we are on the most episodes that people skip. <laughs> no, <laughs> you are not. Wrong. I think so. Totemic. Think so. Totemic films. No, I love being there. That's a great place for us to be. No, I yeah. I how many yes, it's when there's a movie you think your listeners are gonna skip, it should be us. This, this is, is similar to Ricky and the Flash, yeah. and it's like big female star, mm-hmm. movie that is unhinged and a little long, but kind of great, you know, and like weirdly dramatic, weirdly but also final out of control. Film. Yeah. Weirdly a final film, true. Yeah, That's although true. hopefully not for long with Barbara. Mm. Okay, so, so now wait, now that you've been introduced, who could play Gypsy? Mama Rose and Gypsy. I, I, who, the problem to me is it's like, of course there are grand dumbs who she could cast. Sure. But would she then get along with them? Like, who's... This is the question. What, like, right, because she doesn't get along with... It's not just anybody. who would you cast, Anyone. it was who could Barbara cast. Right. Well, this is like, also, famously, she never went to see Leah Michelle in Funny Girl. Like, yeah. she... Even yeah. people, people like, <laughs> put themselves so up to die for her. Like, yes. they're like... It's it's kind of a you should never be like Barbara is it for me because she'll never pay you back no, like she will never she, she gives big Barbara stepdad energy no, she to says, anyone who like idolizes her direct Patty Lapone like they would no. kill each they would kill each other but does Leslie like, Manville sing oh, bring her in Bobby does Leslie Manville <laughs> they sing every Brit just questions ever asked does anyone even really need to sing in that movie it's yeah, fine. I guess they it's can fair. talk it yeah. we'll talk it because. Yeah, that's that's but like fun. right. If it's if it's Hathaway, do they both storm off on day two of filming? 
Well, Hathaway's too young. What's the age we're looking for here? Yeah, I was going like, to say, well, how 50, old? 50s, 60s, right? You I could mean, be almost. You could be pushing 70. Yeah, you right? could be pretty yeah. old. What like about, Seth like, Merman, you know. yeah. What about Bette Midler? That, well, that, oh. She's pretty old. That's a double homicide. They would, I know, they would <laughs> that, kill each other. Again, that's You're, right. That's, that's, that's like day three deadline report. <laughs> yes. That's like she tear in the space-time continuum. That's like the soundstage disappears. Black hole opens. No one knows what happened. But like, you're right. She needs an actor who yes. is deferential to her yes. as a as a personality in person and as a director. What about so mm-hmm. who's that? Who's who doesn't have a big personality? She's not the best singer, but Glenn Close, Great. who's so desperate for her Oscar that yeah. she's just like, I'm not going to. Glenn fuck would with be Babs. amazing. Step on me, Barbara. No, Glenn <laughs> right. would be amazing. Yeah, and Glenn lo- and Glenn would really buy into Barbara's kind of like all in perfectionist type of I work. I defer to you, Barbara. Like, Right. I defer to you, Barbara. And nothing is yeah. going to be done without it being the best possible. That's the thing and with Barbara. She'd need a forty hundred million dollars. They could talk about <laughs> Yentl and Knobs. We both did yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yes. right? We both did that. Yentl and Knobs is like yeah. Rizzoli and Isles. Like, what's this new show they on TNT? They could bring that to TNT. <laughs> Wait a second. Get Zaslav on the phone. Um, no, I feel we like... We both did that. Every five years, Glenn Close is like, and by the way, I'm bringing the Sunset Boulevard musical mm-hmm. back. Like, she keeps yeah. reviving it, threatening to do it as a movie. There is that part of her that if you said, like, Glenn, what if you put all this energy into Gypsy instead? Would maybe be a better use of everyone's time. Well, now now she's going to have to kill Nicole Scherzinger. So oh, gr- Nicole brought it back to the West End. Yeah, and, she did? I, and apparently yeah. she's on incredible. It, yeah. That's what everyone's saying. Everyone. Absolutely Norma stunning. Desmond? Yes. Yes. She ends up bloody every Andrew night. Andrew Lloyd Webber is obsessed with her. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely, he has been for a long time too. <laughs> it's the funniest thing with in the world. Everybody, He's though. obsessed with Nicole Scherzinger. He is. Yeah. Wow. Who wow. isn't? You know. Wow. Fair, I Nicole guess. Scherzinger as Norma Desmond. Yes. Says no, she's, the New York it, Times. she's doing an amazing job. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. That show isn't that good though. Like I've never the, seen the, it. Yeah. It's, this it's, is what it's I'm saying. Glenn keeps on being like, I think this time people are really going to like it. Right. It's like fundamentally, it's like a weak. Andrew Lloyd Webber show, and he's yeah. not the best to begin with. I mean, what I mean are you God bless him. Yes. God about. bless him. <laughs> um, all right, the mirror has two faces. Welcome. Had you guys seen? Yes. Looked looked <laughs> only, into the mirror before. Only once before I saw it for the first time in like April 2020. Yeah, it's because we were all a little young for this in 1996. We weren't rushing to Babs, right? I was a completist, but not till later. I didn't see it like <laughs> in theaters, but I'm a Babs completist. Obviously. I. Did not see it when my mom rented it because I saw the cover. It was like rented with the cover, mm. with the protector over the cover. Because I remember seeing the cover and saying, "Can I watch that with you?" And mm-hmm. she said, "Which I will not for- will not ever forget." No, this is a movie for moms. <laughs> and so for so much of my <laughs> life, it's, like, it's wow. a movie for moms. It, it really is. is. It really is. It is. It which really became is. your genre later in oh, life. Oh my god! Little did she know. Oh, yeah. she knew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love movies for moms. How's your son Bobby doing? He's going to be a mom someday. <laughs> He's a real mom at heart. for moms. Yeah. So it is. Barbara Streisand's The Mirror Has Two Faces. Jeff Bridges, obviously. Pierce Brosnan and George Siegel. All the greats. Mimi Rogers. Mimi Lauren Raj. McCall. Brenda Vaccaro. <gasps> Brenda Vaccaro. Love Brenda Vaccaro. Who has nothing to do in this, but I no. love her. Who, the, that role was Donna Karen, Donna Karen wanted to play it. it. Who is Babs' real best friend and said, Jesus. she said, I'm your real best friend. Can I play the role? And Babs said, Donna, you'd have to memorize lines. And Donna said, well, I don't want to do that. She said, no, but Donna <laughs> well, said, God, good for her. you missed the best part. Well, Donna said, said, I will pay you $500,000 oh, $500, to I let play me be role. your best friend in The Mirror Has Two Faces. And Barbara was like, it's not going to work out. Bar- wow. Babs is obsessed with Donna Karen, her best friend. One time they got massages together and Babs thought that was 
the craziest thing that had ever happened. Because they disrobed or simply no, to do it the in the massage, same room? No, because the people who were massaging them did everything in tandem at the same time. It does sound it's intense, sound, I guess. Yeah. And she's obsessed with that. People I mean, sort of, you know, doing this to Babs yeah. and Donna. The fact and that sing. it's only one short chapter and there's so much in here really speaks yeah. to kind of her, the minutiae of the movie itself and how much she cares and how much she remembers about the making of this movie, which you, I think you can see it when you watch all the little details that it, she it, perfected. She, she is a detail-oriented filmmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I want to tell you guys about other things she did not make okay. uh, in the sort of interregnum uh, for her directing career. The Normal Heart being the big one. I think we mm, talked sure. about mm-hmm. that on the last episode yeah. a little bit. She was the first choice for Alien 3, right? It was Danny Boyle, <laughs> Barbara Streisand, and then they land on Fancher. Uh She really wanted to do The Normal Heart, but uh-huh. Kramer, Larry Kramer wanted to be the sole credited screenwriter. She wanted to keep her options open. Love that. <laughs> yes. So funny. So She's so... I don't know, Larry. Larry Kramer v. Barbara Streisand is like, it's like fan she gets fiction. Along it's so with good, but it's no real. One. Yeah. Uh, she loved the play. Uh, she says, I wanted it out in 1987. Everyone who goes into that play comes out understanding why you want to get married to someone. Well put, Barbara. Um, she also wanted to make a, a Jackson Pollock movie with Robert De Niro at one point. She wow. optioned a book about Jackson Pollock. Okay. Streisand was going to play Lee Krasner. Okay. So she probably never watched Marsha Gay Hart, <laughs> no, much, much no. like Leah Michelle. Right. Um, she optioned a book about uh, a gay woman in the Washington State National Guard, uh, became a television movie starring Glenn Close called Serving in Silence. Okay. Uh, Glenn. And Glenn in the orbit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Remember <laughs> Serving in Silence? in the Rolodex, right. <laughs> she served in silence. Love that. Okay. Uh-huh. Serving <laughs> in silence. <laughs> Could be great. Could um, be great. She brings... In another writer on Normal Heart at one point and wants Dustin Hoffman to star. This this sounds insane. I don't know. It all falls apart. Well, yeah, they're sure. all yelling at each other. She's the mentioning time. the Normal Heart the book, in this yeah, chapter. Yeah, the book yes. references she took a break from dealing with that. Like, <laughs> like she like she actually references Barbara that Streisand she's been saying the Normal Heart is her burden. Is I think yeah. so a perfect yeah. description of Barbara she says Streisand. like she's like I stopped dealing with that to do this yeah. or whatever. And I don't think she ever went back to it. Also saying that's a movie about marriage is hysterical. Leaving that movie and saying it explains why you want to get married. I'm like, you know what? Fine. She Let that even be your say, She says to a person too. She's not even. Re- but I, no. I, 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 it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I, I get you, Barbara. Um, okay, yeah. So that all falls apart. They're fighting over who wanted the rights. I don't know. Larry Kramer's obviously in the right about this. Where he is like, this is my life story. The other weird part of it is it's not like she's like, I want to hire another writer. She just said, I want the power to be able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should but then I, I think decide she started later. bringing them in. Okay. And they would fight more. I get, like, Larry Kramer is not usually going to come off as this sort of sane sort right. of voice of no. reason calm, but I think he maybe does in these fights. No, and I think yeah. we talked about it in the Prince of Tides episode, but like when she said she wanted to option the play, Larry Kramer was ecstatic and a lot of his friends are like, what are you doing? And right. he said the number one goal was to try to like get, get the story onto yeah. a stage. Mm-hmm. She's going to give it a big stage. I don't expect that she will make a somber, controlled, direct adaptation of the play. She's going to turn it into something else. But even then, with that understanding... Schlock. She would have turned it into schlock. Sure. Right. So (laughs) parallel to all this, there is a French film called The Mirror Has Two Faces. That's not what it's called, David. Le Miroir à deux faces. 
about a humble housewife who gets plastic surgery, which makes her mean husband meaner because then he's jealous of how hot she is. Okay. Is that the best way to describe it, I think? I've never seen that. And then isn't there murder? Uh, I think it may end in... Double murder. uh, Oh, boy. Does it end in murder? Yes, she kills the doctor. No, he kills the doctor. Someone kills the doctor. Oh, the husband kills the doctor. Right, because he's so mad at the doctor for making Uh, his wife a bitch. And then she just decides to be like a housewife again. The one thing I know about this project is that uh, the American translation is wrong, that this movie uses. Right, right. It's a thing where they're like literally translating it's word the by mirror word with two faces. It, like it basically the, the double-sided is, mirror. Yeah, it's right. the two-faced mm-hmm. mirror. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're going word by word and they're like, "Ah, the mirror has two faces." Mm-hmm. Which is one of those things where you're like, "It sure does." <laughs> <laughs> well, Barbara Wait, <laughs> Barbara's adaptation was based on that mistranslation. Yeah. Yes. You know, like yes. it worked in her favor kind of. Absolutely. She well, said, "Get rid of the murder, get rid of the plastic surgery, and we've got ourselves a movie." Yeah, let two people stand in front of the mirror. Some absolute deranged psychopath at TriStar acquires the rights to this French movie. I don't really understand why. And wants to turn it into a comedy vehicle starring John Candy. Oh, my God. I guess it's the husband? Okay. Yeah, as who? Now, I don't know. Now, Ben just Or maybe of... a gender flip it? Yeah, maybe a gender flip like, Ben, should it. I flip my Ben's mic considering here? this deeply. Okay, you're just, Ben's just going to mime his... He doesn't have a mic right John there. Candy getting plastic surgery to look different is sort of... Like, I could see could, that being funny in 1991. Candy you know, can like, sell a lot. It, it would be giving something we're not really allowed to do, which is, like, kind of fat suit mm-hmm. vibe. Sure. Movie. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Would, would Candy be playing husband and wife? Was that the pitch? Whoa, uh, Nutty Professor. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's see. All right. Well, I don't know. We don't I, We don't really know what the the candy version of this okay. movie is. Uh, Richard Legravenas. Mm-hmm. Legravenas? Legravenas? I don't know. How do you say his last name? We don't know. Uh, is brought in to write it and starts turning it into a rom-com. Okay. Uh, Prince of Tides and Fisher King, which he also wrote, uh-huh. are in the awards race at the same time. They're the okay. 91 movies. And so they keep crossing paths, mm. he says. Um, and he gives her the script. He, you know, had turned a dark melodrama into a romantic comedy about people disillusioned by love. Streisand said, I wanted to make a movie with a happy ending. All my characters, Fanny, Katie, Yentl, Lowenstein. Lowenstein. They all wind up alone. I wanted the girl to finally get the guy. Yes. You guys seen The Prince of Tides, of course. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And she related it. uh, She related to the mother-daughter relationship here. Mm -hmm. uh, To me me being a teacher in the film because my father was a teacher, she said. Okay. My dad went to Columbia, which is the university in the movie. It just felt right. Okay. Was she a stand-up comedian, too? (laughs) Her her classroom performance. In oh this my movie, god! It is like she is doing the Bernie Mac Def Jam set. <laughs> yes, I've never fit. seen her fit. There are also like four hundred kids in the room, and she seems to know all their names. Mm-hmm. She's and like, one of them Jimmy, is Jimmy. You know, and Eli Roth. Cracking did you notice Eli I did Roth? Not Eli Roth. I did notice Skipper and from Skipper Sex from and the Sex and City yeah, is in, the in city. his yes. class. Yes, he's in his class. Eli, right, Eli he's the Roth. one where where Jeff Bridges is like. Oh, I don't know, say a baseball is going through the air and they're all suddenly like, <laughs> wait, math could be about baseball? When they go to the symphony and and what's-his-face is like, who's your girl? And he's like, it's Rose. And he's like, hi, Rose. There, she, she, she sees students from her class up yes. in the balcony and Eli Roth. Eli Roth oh. is in, the, oh, he's in two shots. He's in crazy. earlier in the classroom as well. He's got one ear pierced. 
Yeah. And he is giving a performance that I would say is somewhat swishy. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that feels swishy. a little He's got those dang brows. Yes. I He's always got them. to just have him monologue about his time on this movie. Like, where is that? He probably, where, someone should He made him. a film based on it. It's called Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Gotta go see Thanksgiving. Uh, so, of course, what else attracts Barbara to this project? The idea that she can make a film about appearance, mm. a sermon on beauty, mm. the idea that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, that the world mirrors back to your own perception of yourself based on your experiences as a child. It's about, you know, you know, about all this stuff. She can finally like weigh in on it. She says, I've been called an ugly duckling and I've been called one of the most beautiful people in the world. Mm. So, you know, people love my profile. They hate my profile. Her profile gets a lot of work in this one. I really like her yes. profile. In this mm. movie. Yeah. Uh, people think I'm cross-eyed. People love my eyes. Do people think she's cross-eyed? It's an optical illusion yeah. with her face. She talks about it a lot. <laughs> Um, so, you know, that, that I guess is, is appealing. Uh, and also she can call in Marvin Hamlish. I think she just wanted to use him again Mm -hmm. after like the way we were to like, give me this sweeping kind of like melodramatic, like old school score. He really does have one. This was like the, the cornerstone of her film career in the seventies was doing like the, the Ryan O'Neill comedies, you know, like the way we were is obviously huge, but she had this run where it was like, she is a comedy star. She's really funny. She makes relationship comedy up the sandbox. And what's the baby one called? I always forget the one that where the, the poster. Pussycat one. Uh, yes, but there's the one where the, the poster is her with the giant baby bottle tied to her back. Oh, I haven't seen God, that. I think I is one know. of the weirdest movie posters ever. Fuck. But uh, she. But the. But the. But her. She's so good at that comedic delivery, and it's like literally, yeah. it's stand-up delivery. Yes. Like it's punchline, punchy comedy delivery. And yes. She's great Classic. at. It. Yes. Classic. It's the Fanny Bryce. The. It's the funny girl in her. Uh, up so the funny. sandbox. Oh, that's you up are the correct. sandbox. Yeah. What's yeah. the Gene Hackman one? Uh, the Gene Hackman one is called the main event. No, that's Burt Reynolds. Or? No, main event's the second Ryan O'Neill. That's Ryan O'Neill, right? Uh, she does like five consecutive John Peters produced men and women are fighting with each other comedies. <laughs> uh, often with kind of uh, all night long is the, uh, is the Hackman one. Yeah. Yes. I always wonder watching this, like, with her perspective on beauty and being like, people think I'm ugly, people think I'm beautiful, how well. You, she shoots herself is so interesting to me because it's like it's almost like she's shooting from the perspective of someone who thinks that she's beautiful so then I think about her her inner monologue of am I beautiful am I not I think she has confidence because you wouldn't shoot yourself yeah. so confidently otherwise like you're saying so many profile shots yeah. it's like she must know that like that's the money well, that was the yes. fight with the, the original cinematographer that. Yeah. because yeah. she was like I don't look right in these shots you're not using the right filter and he's right. like yes i am she finds out that he's lying to yeah, her right and mm-hmm. fires him because she's like i know how i look good yeah no, and you're I know. not and there are me scenes right. where there's just gorgeous light across yes. her almost mm-hmm. like a mask or something and you're like oh my only only the, someone who really knows the way that they look the best is shooting her like, like we, we will she event. must have a folder this big oh, of, yeah. like the light Re- required it's incredible. yes the yes. scene where they're where they're watching baseball, I don't know, in some like little light, little room, you're like, mm-hmm. the light on her is like ethereal. He looks when good she, too, when but. she watches baseball oh. and she's like, let's, let's get a rally going. Yeah. Like, oh. I don't understand baseball. Yeah. He's like, it's ratios. It's ratios. It's math. <laughs> this is a movie where the lighting is so soft that even if they were to release it in 4K, it would be in standard yeah. def. <laughs> yeah. You know, where it's just like, it is so controlled, but. We, we will get to all the reviews mm, of sure. this movie, which will be its own section at the end of this episode because people really attacked her 
and the cornerstone of all the reviews, weirdly, I would say, especially the ones from female critics, were like, this movie is just so obsessed with her shooting herself yeah. in the way she mm -hmm. wants. It's all her saying, please don't look at me, I'm hideous, and framing herself in the most beautiful way. And there's a quote, I think it's from Janet Maslin's review, that says, the camera cannot help but love her even when it has a gun to its head. It's yeah. <laughs> good. Also but her I, gun. But the movie, I think that I read those reviews too, and I was like, wow, people were so nasty about this movie, Vicious. specifically because of that, because yeah. of her vanity. But the movie does... The turn in the middle, the iconic, the beautiful, memorable scene with, you know, Lauren Bacall saying it was wonderful about beauty, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, in the movie. ends with the kind of, which I had forgotten about, because I've only seen this like three times, but I had forgotten about the turn at the end of that scene where she, Barbara realizes that she has always been beautiful. Yes. Like, there, right. yes, she gets the workout montage after that, and then Insane. she gets sexy hair, whatever, and, like, starts addressing, like, in more form-fitting clothes. But in that scene, she realizes, wait, I was seeing myself through the eyes of my the mother. child photo. Yeah, like, right. I was always seeing myself through the eyes of my mother. I've always been pretty. The, yeah. the conversation she has with Bacall in, I believe, that the scene where she's saying, was I pretty as a baby, uh, is, that is Streisand, she says, that is a conversation she had with her mother. Mm -hmm. I, like, word for word. Crazy. Right. In the book, she's like, why did you never tell me I'm beautiful? And her mother's like, I thought I you knew. Or like, mm -hmm. why did I, I I just I I loved you the way that I could. I never what I didn't know I had to say it or something like stuff like that. Yeah, so I don't want to hyper fixate on it, but I do think it is like necessary to forefront in the conversation. Barbara Streisand not getting a nose job in the 1960s was basically the most transgressive act right. she could possibly do in constructing a career True. as a movie star. And it continues to be the thing. And I think for as much critics were just like, why won't she fucking get over it? Everyone's loved her for 40 years. Get over it. We all think you're pretty. Stop it. Uh, it's like this is an industry that is largely created by Jews where everyone is told to change their name and their face to not play Jewish. Right. And she doesn't because she of said, her no, voice. No. Yes. Which is hilarious because. Again, she doesn't even like singing that much. No. She actually really wanted to be a movie star this entire time. The singing is secondary, which is wild because obviously she's a fine actress. She's a good, fine to good actress, but she's yes. an amazing singer, right? Like that's thing. She doesn't even really care about that. So the idea that she is focused on her appearance from the very beginning, I wonder if she wasn't also a singer, which kind of got her into acting through the back door, she would have gotten the nose job because it would it, it would have nothing to do with it. She singing. had this thing that was like negotiating leverage. You can't think of any other actor who kind of uh, refused to give into the the standards of beauty and constructing a career as a leading lady over a run of decades more than she did where you're like, Jennifer Grey gets the nose job 10 years before this movie? All after right. Barbara has been a star for 25 years? So Richard Lagravenas, yes. right, gives her the script. She's like, this script needs a lot of work. Not surprising that she would say that. But she did do a table reading with. She said, I'm bringing Larry Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> Larry. We're on very good terms. <laughs> yeah. uh, she bring, does a table read with, okay, Jenna Rollins, I assume would have, would have been the mom. Makes a ton of sense. Incredible. Ray Liotta, I assume in the Bridges role? Yeah. I don't really Demented. know. Definitely. Yeah. George Siegel, all right, so uh -huh. Same. kept Terry Garr, so maybe she's the Mimi Rogers. Rogers. Sure. And Peter Bogdanovich, I don't, is he Pierce Brosnan? Sure. And Carrie Ooh. Fisher, best maybe friend. is the best friend. friend of, of course. Right. Yeah. 
quite a cast for a reading, but the script okay. needed a lot of work, so I set it aside to focus on developing the normal heart, preparing my concert <laughs> at the MGM Grand, going on tour, and producing the, you know, uh, Glenn Close movie. Yeah. Uh, so I love how Barbara's just always like, I was busy, to be clear. Um, she approached Robert Zemeckis at one point to maybe direct it. She was like, maybe I shouldn't direct this, just star in it. Maybe the script should be hella horny. <laughs> <laughs> you know from boobs, Zemeckis. Yeah. Uh, Herbert Ross, uh, she she uh, says, and then... Herbert Ross makes a ton of sounds. Yeah, and then Gary Marshall. Okay, well... She goes to Gary go. Marshall, and he said, are you going to tell me where to put the camera? And I thought, this will never work. Yeah. Said, said Streisand. Uh, she gets a new draft, and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to... Okay, now I'm going to direct this. Mm-hmm. Um, the plastic surgery thing, of course, like you said, that's she doesn't want to do that. She wants, the, you know, the self-esteem issues to be deep from childhood, something internal. So, that, you know, they lift all that well, out. What's also this thing of, like, I need to will people into finding my beauty attractive, not changing what my beauty is. There's also mm-hmm. just no way this movie could have involved her getting plastic surgery without giving her a nose job that she refuses to get in real life. Right. So right. it's just, how would they like even CGI, CGI her in the nose she could have had? Like, there's no we, don't, we didn't have this the nose technology. Could have made her nose bigger and then made it go smaller at the end. Like, I don't, there's no way. Could you imagine this movie having 1996 era CGI nose work? <laughs> like a weird blur. They like had, she moves her face head too fast, like the yet. nose changes size. I like that this this movie is so much like the 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 vanity, the the beauty stuff is in its DNA. That's clearly the story that she wants to tell. But because of I guess the trend of romantic comedies at the time, she's like, we also have to like break down the the relationship romance let's do like a, let's be about two neurotic people who are hyper fixated on like romance and sex just because like that's what all the other movies were doing around yes. that time which is why it feels so it feels like two different totally rom-coms happening but then once. also this movie's take on that is is the only person who could ever fall in love with barbara streisand someone who doesn't care about being sexually attracted to or having sex with that person like that's her weird it's I because her real husband is horny for her totally. and all, in every interview they're when they're together he's always like i'm so horny for her that's like their whole relationship yeah jim Lagravanes says he thinks they never quite cracked the script. He blames himself. (laughs) Of course they never cracked the script. The movie, the whole movie is saying sex doesn't matter. It's all about like sex doesn't matter at all. And then in the end of the movie, it's like sex does matter and looks are important. And here's Puccini. Like the problem with the movie is yes. When Bridges is describing this arrangement, you're like, well, he's wrong. Yes. And you know that. He dismantles this structure. Then they literally rebuild the structure and then just fall in love inside of it. Like, that's what they're doing in this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie but I like it. Right, she, I mean, he just falls in love with his friend. It, yeah. This movie also is, there are two movies that came out in 1996 that have six acts that are about people who get married and then fall in love an hour later into the movie. This and Jerry Maguire. Oh, oh sure. Like, sure. two movies sure. where it's like, right, they get married and then the end of the movie is them being like, I think we're in love with each other. Yeah. I'm like, you fucking better be. You well, got the end married is and like, moved in together. Will you marry me? She's like, I already am married to you. And it's like, <laughs> that is this whole movie. Now it's <laughs> Don't you remember the City Hall Avenue. scene an hour remember and a half ago? Remember married already? <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that, but this movie coming out the same year as Jerry Maguire is really yeah. a death knell the, for that. Like, the reason he, you weren't thinking that yeah. is because I, I said to my wife as well, Forky, while watching this movie, when do you think this came out? She's like, I don't know, the mid-80s? And I was like, nope, 1996. <laughs> well, I remember, yeah. look, because I remember seeing this trailer in theaters. I, I knew it came out when I was yeah, old enough to have consciousness or whatever. Older, I but still, 10. like, Jerry Maguire is immediately going like, this is what this movie looks like now. Here's the most modern version of this movie. 
in uh, in theaters. I mean, basically at the same time as this movie, which is two stars who have been huge for 30 years doing the most bizarre, like it's simultaneously a 40s movie, a 60s movie and an 80s movie. Mm. Jerry Maguire is such a weird movie. But also Jerry Love Maguire is a crazy movie. Like, it's crazy, crazy, crazy movie. movie. It's crazy, crazy. movie. Yeah. Like Jerry Maguire is a movie when described, you're like, well, that. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No it's like describing every Cameron Crowe movie. When you speak it out, you're like, yes. well, no, but it's, that's why he got to keep <laughs> making movies where he'd be like, they're going to buy a zoo. And I'm like, I don't think that's yeah. a good idea. And he's like, ah, it's always worked for me before. <laughs> it's the Amy Pascal email where she's just like, we cannot keep greenlighting these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Sent Even- from my Sony Xperia, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Two. Two. <laughs> so. Legravenous is very much like, I really hate that people called it a vanity project because, like, it's my script and I don't think I, like, got it right. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I could have worked on it more. He loves her. She's from an old school. She works her heart out. She doesn't suffer fools. She demands you're as committed as she, you know, he's, like, full of praise for, like, old Brooklyn Babs, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, uh, so John Candy, of course, is not the star. Jeff Bridges is the star. Um, what do you think of that guy? She says he has a Sexy. strong masculine body in her book. <laughs> I mean, thought you guys would enjoy that. He does. I, I love that the movie has to sort of the it establishes her as like undesirable and not pretty so quickly mm-hmm. by being like here she is with her snowballs hidden in her drawer and like she's frumpy watching baseball and she lives with her mother, but it also sort of it has it's to make egalitarian. Him sexy. It has to make his him sexy as on the nose as it makes her like not sexy. Yes. Because it's like he's hot. It's like Indiana Jones. All the students want to fuck him. And also they're like, is he gay? He's so hot. He must be gay, which is a very like 90s he's too joke. Boring to be gay. Yeah. He's too boring to be gay. Right. And then it's like, not only is he sexy, like he loves sex and sex makes him crazy. And his girlfriend's and he's dating are hot. a model. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like he nerd. must be yeah. hot right. because he's dating models. Yeah. yeah. Elle McPherson who we know is like a, model. a tree. Right. She sure is. His But uh, also when he sees Elle McPherson, he like he's basically like, falls off the podium. But well wait, but isn't that the kind of it's like he's obsessed with sex because when he sees a hot woman, he cannot think or breathe. Right. And that's when he gives that the first scene, which again never happens really again, is that mm-hmm. he's in the he's giving his little he's on his little podium and his and the shots are going crazy because he can't his brain is breaking right because there. there's all these hot girls like whispering about he's him. Got, it's a wooga. Yeah. yeah. He, it's he, a wooga. He, yeah. he has a heart attack. He turns into a Jerry Lewis character. Yeah. So that's that never comes back, but I think that is mainly the main thing where obviously sex complicates things, but he cannot think or be smart or do mm-hmm. anything when there's hot women in his vicinity. But it's such a weird way to characterize that, to see exactly one example of this playing out, which is <laughs> he goes and does a reading. Al McPherson's in the audience. He goes gaga from, yeah. like, boob yeah. vision, right? <laughs> then she's like, by the way, we were in a committed relationship. Right. He right. goes to George Siegel, goes, whatever you do, make sure I don't, don't fuck go her tonight. But the but and they then fit she together. Come, yes. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Then, Why would he still be like right. blown away at the side? No, then, she's very pretty. And he's, then they sleep together. Both of them are like, that was incredible. What amazing sex we have together. By the way, I'm leaving. Why? Well, because I'm still with the guy I left right. you for. I'm cheating on him with you because I found out he's cheating on me with someone else. She's Scores getting it out settled. of her system. I'm right. leaving. Nice seeing you. And he's like, I can never, ever have sex ever well, again know, in my well, life. It is funny because Put up like, my cock ad right now. My ball cell ad. <laughs> oh my. God. The movie at least goes with that for the rest of it because he's never horny again. No. Like, for the rest of the movie, it really does seem like he's like, never a, a, thinking a, about a, sex. A, there's a more logical version of this movie where in the first 10 minutes we see, like, three examples 
of his sex obsession getting to him mm-hmm. rather than this one thing that just feels like you still feel kind of jilted by Elle McPherson right. specifically. It's right. too specific. Right. He should be going on dates and right being weird with women. What's I got to date an ugly lady. With... Like it's just it's, it's like zero to sixty <laughs> yeah. in two seconds. Wait, what's that movie with Josh Hartnett where he flies over Four, the boobs? Forty days. And 40 That's nights. what this movie. Th- yeah. That yes. is like what this movie reminded me of immediately. I was like, but that movie takes the premise. To be so fair, much. everything just, reminds you of that movie. I just, love that movie. Just speak <laughs> when you're so in a right. plane. You fly over DVD over copies tits? of Forty Days and Forty so Nights. Crazy. You just see the poster. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! Can great we movie. can we dig into Jeff Bridges? Uh, yes, to speak yeah. on yeah. Bridges. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he was asking Bridges. about him. Sure. And I was fortune. trying to sort of like because he's had so many phases in his career, right? The, and this the is Bridges the, has many phases, right? Oh, and this is the last film before the Big Lebowski, and Which the Big is Lebowski our is generation's wild. Jeff Bridges. Right. That's, and that's who the, I think of. You you sort of forget how much the Coens had unlocked something no one had with yes. him in that movie. Now you're kind of like, yeah, of course Jeff Bridges is the dude. Like that's what we know him as. Like, Not only that, but a, one of those weird cases I'd argue similar to Morgan Freeman winning the Oscar for Million Dollar Baby. Where right. his true grit, uh, not true grit, I'm sorry, his crazy heart win is kind of them going like, and here's the Oscar 20 years later for Big Lebowski. It took yeah, us 20 right. years to totally get this. And then off of the Oscar win, it's like he has this second Billy Goat gruff mm-hmm. film career playing. Right. Yeah. But we met, but our generation heart. did not love, see him as. I'm sorry. I'm not, the person, be, I'm not the person for you to say that to. He earned every bit of that award for <laughs> Crazy Heart Griffin. So drunk. <laughs> I should mention, Are Bobby is wearing me? an Oscars hat right now. Oh, God, oh I got, got it at the Academy Museum. I got it at the Academy Museum really? in LA. I wore it yeah. for, well, I Have wear you guys it been the there yet? No, I got it. The only good part of the Academy Museum, this hat. I know. Oh, you didn't like it. You're not a fan. Oh, my God. Speaking of Barbara. Oh, we didn't get to go to the Barbara Streisand Bridge. We go to the Academy Museum so we can see the Barbara Streisand Memorial. It's not Memorial. She's not dead. Bridge, which is just a bridge that goes from the museum to the theater. Wow. And guess what? It's fucking close. Can I swear on this podcast? It's they had closed it for a private event. A private there was event. a tugboat I, coming through. They had to lift it. I have never been angrier. All we I wanted so mad. was a picture of me in front of this stupid yeah. bridge. Yeah. You gotta pay fifty bucks to get in this museum, wow, which we did not big, pay. A, we, didn't like, pay. we got tickets for free. It's fine. It's got a big the sign. The first words when you walk into the first exhibit at the Motion Picture Museum and the Academy Museum are, I believe this is a direct quote, motion pictures, comma, also, also known, known as, as movies, movies and films, and comma. Films. And I was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the gift shop? Yeah, it wasn't for us. But Bobby got this great hat, which is... It's a great is, hat. Was, a great, was, y'all got any hats. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Bridges. I want Bridges. to sorry, sorry. Bridges. Bridges. Right? I end Bridges. No, fine. Barbara Streisand Bridge. Yeah. Jeff Bridges. Oh yes, yes. Because I can give you the phases, bridging. but if you just want to say, if you want, if you have a bridge mission statement, I will. I no, know. let's maybe do the phases. So first. like early Bridges is like the young, sort of exciting, like Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, mm-hmm. uh, last, picture last picture show, Fat City. Well, Tron, I'd say is the beginning of phase two. Right? Yeah, uh, King Kong is maybe the height of it, where yeah. it's sort of like at that point they're like, okay, this guy's a movie star, but he's young and he's sure. virile and he's kind of like you know he's what's new, right? And he had this sort of like glib two kind Oscar of, noms, yeah, yeah, handsome doofus with a good heart, kind of, oh. yeah. Uh, I guess Heaven's Gate is sort of the I don't know Heaven's Gate's kind of is straddling uh, those the 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 next period because it's so uh, poorly received. His eighties are weird. Mm -hmm. Tron, Starman, Jagged Edge, Eight Million Ways to Die. I'm trying to think. Like it's a lot of like thrillers. Yes, Tucker. Yeah, which he's great. What's he's really good. It's Tucker the, Man in His Dreams, the Coppola film. Coppola movie oh, about uh, the inventor, Preston Tucker. It's a good movie. Wonderful mm-hmm. film. Okay. But it's one of those many, like he does a lot of big movies that don't connect box office When does he get sexy? 
When is he get, See, when I'd doesn't say, he get sexy? Okay, against well, against all odds is maybe the most handsome he ever was in a movie. He's very handsome in against all. Is he's this always the, handsome. Is this he's like, always handsome. But this is, this is part the of my sexiest time. that he is this okay, I think well, so, 80s is peak sex. I think his sexy, if we're not talking handsome, we're okay. talking sexy. I think his yeah. sexiest is when my mom thinks he's sexiest okay. in her second favorite film of all time, The Fabulous Baker Boys. Uh, which is Straddling Periods 2 and 3. Oh, I sure. love that movie. Incredible movie. Yeah. Have you seen, have yes, you, have you yes. tinkled the ivories? No, of course I have. Oh. Where he's sort of moving into slightly more mature, you know, 40-something Bridget. He's playing sad, haunted, drunk in that. But he's hot I think that's hell. peak handsome. I think okay, 90s fine. are his right, handsome decade. Right. I think 80s are his hunk decade. Okay. So, I think 70s are his cute decade. Yeah, he's very cute. I mean, I would argue... Babs finds him handsome more than sexy yeah. in, this, and I in think, this movie, too. So. And I think that speaks to what what I was saying earlier. Like, the, the movie is, isn't is quite convinced that you know that this guy is really handsome. Right. And that's why it establishes him as, like, right. extremely handsome at the beginning. Because it's, like, it's, like, a little nervous about right. it. Yeah. His 90s are Fisher King. Uh-huh. Vanishing. Like, a lot, a lot right. of sort of dark sort of thriller. Fearless. Blown yeah. away. Uh, White Squall. Yes. Oh, uh, handsome. Very oh, handsome. handsome. Mm-hmm. Everyone in that the yeah. hottie parade. Arlington yeah. Road sausage fest. Handsome. Oh my Arlington, Arlington Road. Road. I, just, I cut the Arlington this. Road. Bit oh, you cut from the Arlington the Road bit. earlier. Oh. Sorry. Can we can we put it in here? <laughs> yeah, Bobby goes. <laughs> What's the bit? Can you replicate? <laughs> what did the bit? I say? It wasn't even a bit. I was just it, talking about Arlington Road. But why? I don't. It was about something about conspiracy theories. Yeah, we were talking about conspiracy theories, yeah. and you said Arlington Road is a great movie, and then that, and I said, but Lindsay said it taught America the wrong lessons, which is that. You're your neighbor, right. You're, you're <laughs> your right. Because I said all of your crazy conspiracy theories. Right. You're right. We and you can't should lean have into those impulses. Movies anymore. Did no, it's Arlington a dangerous Road movie. launch Q? Is the question. I, you know what? Put put it on somewhere it on the cork board. It, it did, did not, not launch Q. It did not. It did it not. Um, but he's a. But he's also a professor in that. It's like that professorial handsomeness is what he kind of leaned into in this well, era. Well, and yes. it's, I just do, I find the it interesting. Muse, he's in that. In like the seventies, he is like such a. Boy, right? Like in his twenties and yeah. teens, he's playing like Clint Eastwood is sneering at him. America. Yeah, yeah. And then in the nineties, it's like this is the ultimate man. Mm-hmm. Not like the ultimate man's he's an man, adult. but you're like this is an adult man. There's a Kurt Russell sort of arc to him too. Mm-hmm. You know, like yes, like very childlike and and cutie innocent, and then like scary action hunk and then just sort of a, a gruff handsome man that all the hot ladies well, want to fuck also, you know they both they had bo- this thing they both make movies people like that don't do well that's what I was yes. going to say yeah. it's this fascinating thing where they're both like basically former child stars right. who have decades long careers where they age perfectly and everyone loves them <laughs> their Q score is always high right not Q and on right. yeah, we and got like it. 10 years <laughs> later all of their Although, movies are beloved uh, yeah. but you look at their box office runs and they're like never actually right. bankable but in an era where enough mid to low budget movies get made at a studio level and there are only so many Harrison Fords it's like yeah it makes sense to put Jeff Bridges in Jagged Edge yeah mm-hmm. it makes sense to put him in this it makes sense to put him in like everything wait can I read you guys this so she brings him on and why she likes him so much is because she goes to hang out with his family and she loves Babs loves his family she loves his mom and she says as soon as I heard Jeff talk about his mother I knew he would be easy to direct <laughs> And this is in parentheses. Oh, sure. If you're going out with a man on a date, your first question should be, what was your relationship with your mother like? So that's what I love. It's like So she's, she's like, calling him a mama's boy. She's calling mama's boy. She saying, says, I can manipulate right. him if I act basically as his mother, kind of as the director, but then kind of like, 
as his girl. Like she's she's already like I'm gonna have the dual role of being his lover and his mother on the set of this movie, which interesting. You, you gotta love it's that. It kind of translates to yeah. the movie yeah. a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he kind of has to grow up. In mm-hmm. the yes, definitely. I have a bigger Bridges thought I want to unpack, but first I just want to throw a general question to the table that hit me while watching this. Why movie. isn't the Academy Bridge the Jeff Bridges Bridge? That's what it should be. Yeah, uh, multiple Barbara floors. Them, add another one. Barbara gave them so much money. I bet. Yeah, he could pony up the money too. What if it was the Jeff Bridge directed by Barbara Streisand? <laughs> She'd like that too. She, when she did not go, she's never been to the bridge 100%. And sure. in the promotion for the bridge, there is a photoshopped yes. photo of her sitting on a director's chair. I, I, I saw this. Yeah, badly like, photoshopped. Badly, it's hard. Badly. It defies the laws of physics. Incredible. Anyways, so she knows she's a director and she would she like knows. you to know it too. Here's my question Jeff Bridges, and this is an earnest question. JB. The best career length, okay? Hair in the history of movies. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. for sure. Is there yes. a star who has had no bad ha- hair? Period. I was doing a thorough Google search, and I was like, "Is there a single movie where his Jude hair Law. looks?" Jude Law is really close. No, but Ju- no, but Jude Law recently has been. He's lost it's the hair. something's going on. God bless. Have you seen Bradley Cooper's too young? But by hooked? the time Bradley Cooper's eighty-five, no. we'll be having this conversation has, again. Cooper can grow some locks. Yeah, out. It's, there's no doubt about but you, what, it. But no, any, Bridges has a any great Bridge, hair. Bridges movie. I will You're not say just like great head of hair. You're like magical. Yeah, it's beautiful. It takes on shapes that you cannot believe. The color is beautiful. When he grays, it still looks great. And mm-hmm. you're like, it looks good long. It even, looks good short. In, even in Crazy Heart, my beloved Crazy Heart, yeah. as you know, uh, it's like, it's sort of sloppy, <laughs> but it's still, it's still beautiful. Yes. Like, it's now, it's he, luscious. It's he thick. shaved it in Iron Man. Risky. Looks great. He looks great. And the beard <laughs> looks, looks great. great. He grew right mm-hmm. back. He grew right back. God, it comes back. Box of scraps. That was the other thing. You're like, what a great head of hair this guy has. Shaves it all off. Perfectly shaped dome. Yeah, wow. right. Kurt Russell, good hair, but he doesn't quite style it in a, in as in as elegant of a way. No. He usually has sort of but he's the got same hair. haircut. Yeah. He's got good yeah. hair. Yeah. He's, honestly, that's a reason to compare them, actually. Mm-hmm. They both have really good I'm hair. talking mm-hmm. both levels, though. Like, I know innate genetics and also just, has it ever looked bad on screen? Has there ever yes. been a wrong point? And also, point? this is, you know, hair loss technology has come very far in the past 10 years. Sure. And so... This yeah. was all before that too. Totally. So we're they're working with genetics, and that you have to mm-hmm. be amazed by. He, he also he remains my favorite movie president. That movie, The Contender, is not a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the whole movie. Anytime, have you seen The Contender? Yeah. Anytime he's it comes incredible. to him, he's ordering a sandwich from the White House <laughs> chef. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, you're just like this is like the sort of Bill Clinton we want. Like you know, like the guy who's just like, hey, let's get a sandwich. You know, like that's what Obama he's like. Obama has in also that movie. said it's his favorite movie president. Now this is part of my Jeff Bridges really? take on this. Mo- yeah, Obama Fucking always Obama says that's his favorite movie president. On me. Um, Jeff Bridges is kind of fundamentally wrong for this movie. <laughs> yes, in that he is. He's a good actor. He's a great actor. I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he gives a bad performance in this movie. He's an example of a guy where I'm like, he is almost incapable of giving a bad performance. He is such a consummate pro. It's not a lazy performance. But he can give a performance like this that is good, that actually works against the film, where it's not even just physical appearance aside, right? He is too innately charismatic, compelling, and has chemistry with everyone he's ever on screen with to make the basic setup of this movie work. 
which is this guy is sort of boring, right. head in the clouds. He would not be a bad teacher in the way that He's this guy would. He's got some right. animal yeah. magnetism on a purely sexual way, but he can't, his head's all over the place. He's not connecting with his students. He can't pin a woman down to him. Where I'm just like, why would Elle McPherson leave him? Well, there's no way that, that she, it doesn't, you're right, it doesn't work that he's, all the women are in the class he's are like, affable. he's so hot, but he's a bad teacher and not charismatic. That doesn't make sense. It would have, like, they put that in there, obviously, to have the baseball thing make sense. And she's, no, she's, no, no. Oh, and it, yeah, fails, it doesn't. And, and she's, you know, she's the queen of the, she's not hot, but she's an amazing teacher. Like, yes. wow. And she just, she's right. teaching him. And that's kind of why he loves her so much and whatever. But it's why he's impressed with her. She always sells to... out her sets when she, uh, when she yeah, teaches. The, they're clamoring for more. What, what does she teach? English she literature. seems to okay. teach like the human heart literature. literature. Yeah. Like almost. Because okay. like she's talking about Jungian archetypes right, and like right. princesses in Courtly castles love. and yeah. how's you know, uh Forever the Bridesmaid. Uh, and her boobs at one point she's talking she talks about, about her boobs. boobs. Yeah, I, got yeah. I got boobs. <laughs> you never seen boobs before? I give her a standing ovation for that delivery. <laughs> I do. think what you were saying about Skippers maybe it doesn't have anything to do with his physical appearance. Yeah. But I think it kind of does. It I also think you're does. right. Like you we, you were talking about the difference between sexy Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges and handsome Jeff Bridges, and I think it needed to be a sexier guy, okay. like almost scummier guy. Okay, so, so here's who? a hot pitch. Here's, right. here's a hot pitch. Thank you, yeah. Lindsay. This is my pitch. Does this movie work better? I'm not saying it no, solves it's everything. Obviously this is the uh -oh. same year as Goldeneye. Say, Pierce Brosnan as it's the main guy. Year between Goldeneye and Tomorrow Never Dies. Right. Okay. So he's pretty famous at yes. this point. The, right. And Babs thinks she can't you get make him. him. She the puts Mrs. him. Doubtfire she puts character. his name in, and they say she goes, "I couldn't get him. I want a him type." And they go, "Well, you should ask him." And he said, "Yes." Because she's Barbara. Like yeah. it's you watch this and you go, "This must be in his Mrs. Doubtfire period before he's Bond." And you're oh, like, "No, so she got him in between Bonds because she's Barbara." Yeah. Uh, the other movie he does in 1996 is Mars Attacks, where I would argue he's playing the type so that the Jeff Bridges character is trying yeah. to be, yeah. where he's got this crush on Sarah Jessica Parker, and it's like, here's this incredibly handsome scientist who, like, doesn't know how to relate to other human mm -hmm. beings. I think if this movie has those two parts flipped, where Bridges is playing the Brosnan and Brosnan is playing the Bridges, the dynamics kind of work better. Because also, Mimi Rogers needs to be a little jealous of what Barbara ends up getting. Yes. And it and it doesn't make sense. No. Yeah. Also in the in a perfect world at the end they don't end up together which I know goes against Bab's entire thing, but she should be like f you bye. I'm like she's a kind of but, she doesn't want to deal you with know him what the anymore. Problem is? What, what she does with Pierce Brosnan, she it should have been that is the end of the movie. Pierce isn't Barbara's type. Right. Jet Bridges, you put Jet Bridges and James Brolin next that. to each other and totally. you get it. That's true. Totally. Pierce wouldn't have brought her home to his family and all that. Bridges and... But for her, not that much younger. For this movie, maybe she needs to not cast her yeah. type. You know? No, like, I think it's a it would have been a better I love Pierce, but Pierce is capable of successfully being boring on screen when he wants to be. Right. I mean, look at James Brolin. James Brolin and Jeff we're talking the same guy. Brolin yeah, can be guy. boring. Bridges cannot be boring. <laughs> Bridges no, has Bridges never so, been boring on screen. You're right. Yeah, he's not a lazy actor, like I no. said. Yeah. And once again, he has chemistry with everyone. He is always connected to he whoever had he's with talking with Arlington to. Road, the fucking road, the, road. the gravel. The road is going. <laughs> no, but he like he cannot seem disinteresting and disinterested. Right. I guess so. He makes sense to me in this movie in that I'm like this man is insane. And Jeff Bridges can play an insane person. He can. So and he he's pulls funny. that off. He, he lands and he's the kind jokes. of funny. Right, because he's like you, delusional. He's yes. like really right. smart, really, 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 really book smart, and then kind of delusional and 
too horny, I guess. Which... I believe him as a professor, though, and I don't believe Barbara as a professor. So I kind of think you need someone that you don't believe as a professor to be in his character. Which, like, the Brosnan thing, because I also— Yeah, so Pierce. I think it's funny that this they frame it as, like, well, he's a man of herd numbers, and he feels like he's right, created right. the mathematical he's, he, right, equation he's crunched it. Yes. for how men and women can interact and cohabitate, Right. But then in his attitude, he's much more like a Jordan Peterson type. Right. Where he's just like, and the roles we should be playing. Yeah. You know, and you're like, it's not this guy who's just like, well, I figured it out. Who else could there be? All right. We Ed have... Harris. Wow. I've been thinking Ed that Harris. Ever since you said Pierce, I was like, he who has, else could it be? He does have vol cell energy. He like, does. how often does Ed Harris fuck on screen? Off screen, I cannot comment. On screen, not that often. Not that often. No. Like, usually he's it's like, not. That's his not sexiest, his I would say, the, the sexiest he's been is like stepmom. Yeah. Oh, he's sexy enough. How often kind of on screen has Ed Harris uh, almost drowned to death at the bottom of the ocean and texted, <laughs> I love you, wife? I think that was just the one. It's once. just the one. I think it was okay. just the once. <laughs> but like <laughs> the yeah. original breakup text. Like Ed screen. Harris doesn't show up in a movie and you're like, uh oh, like yeah. here's a real romantic rival. Mm-hmm. You're like, no. oh no, this is a, a paid killer, yeah. usually, or something yeah. like that. And I think the the thing about the guy not being Barbara's type, of course, Barbara is going to cast based on her own libido. Mm-hmm. But if you're actually thinking about what the movie demands, part of it is that they don't meet organically. Yeah. He has to be, like, attractive enough that she's intrigued, but also it's not like they found each other in any normal way. It all happens backwards. So part of it has to be, like, she comes to fall for him. Versus so it should be against type. It yeah. should be a little against type. No, I agree. But you're right. It's like he should either... It, it, the movie doesn't know whether he's, like, too hot to be... Like, he's too smart to be hot or too hot to be... Not, like, the, the movie isn't clear what he is good at and what he is bad the, at or something. And the movie isn't clear in a way that a movie made now would be where if their agreement is that they don't fuck while they're married, they yes. would also discuss how they fuck extramaritally. Right. So it's like, we would just this be type an open of guy relationship. is fucking someone else all the time right. and we don't get a sense of that at all. Right. Because because he can't fuck without losing his mind and that's mm-hmm. why they put that in there because if they were an open relationship or whatever yes. it was, yeah. he would be losing his mind elsewhere and that would be, that would be against what the whole point I of this like, is. I was rooting for that. Is he oh, celibate? I wanted them to be in act three like let's fuck other people right remain in our sort of yes. like you know uh non-sex Barbara marriage. would never she would no. she does not but understand for 96 that would be you'd be like like no. this is crazy this is a hollywood movie but no. for 96 does this movie think that this character is ross geller is that who they think they're putting on screen right where it's like he sometimes somehow accidentally stumbles into relationships with mega babes. With mega babes. Right. But this guy is like style. a total social incompetent who's like so caught up in his own shit and his studies and all of that. But like, yeah, when you get to the scene where he's like, look, my students hate me. I need to learn <laughs> How they to like don't. grab their attention? They don't, yeah, they don't. They hate don't them. hate yeah. you. They're all no, horny for you. And I had never even considered that he wasn't a good teacher because no. I'm watching him rapped, and I hate math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it looks like the the class so good is like teaching math. vaguely engaged. Yeah, because when he has that conversation with her, like, how do you do it? It's like the only difference is that. She's breaking the fire code by having that many people in her auditorium. Well, one and guy yawns. Stomping. One guy yawns. Yeah. Remember when he yawns? And that's when he said, you guys oh, okay. see the game last night? And then, oh, God. They love it. 
Oh, they learned math. All of a sudden, they learned math. Could a fastball, a you know, sinking yeah, fastball really he's, sink? He's like, when oh. he's flipping through the I'll sexy ladies or the not sexy ladies while they're taking a test, I yeah. was like, save it for the lounge or something. Why yeah, is he doing so this? Weird. Like, just right that on was the so table. Weird. There's, right on the table. There's the scene in Last Picture Show, which he's so fucking good in, obviously. His, like, first real movie where he and Sybil Shepard sleep together for the first time, and they walk out of the motel, and all their friends are parked in the parking lot applauding them, and he's doing his little, like, strut and she hits him and she just goes like oh stop it you weren't good anyway yeah that that part <laughs> and he looks oblivious yeah. and i'm like this movie at the beginning tries to set him up as the mid-40s version of that same guy who's just mm-hmm. like i don't know i just kind of keep I don't know how i got oh, he's here he's definitely not good in bed like this but this guy is but not she says he is no she says Elle mcpherson only... but maybe says... she has no idea she says the only two things we ever had in common were sex and that we both idolized me <laughs> <laughs> Which is a funny line. It's it is. Line. She looks great. She, I mean, like, you know, shout out to Elle. Two year run of being scene. in movies. Yeah. Yeah. Really. She's in Sirens, Batman and Robin. Yes. Fedge. Then she pops back Fedge. into Love Actually for oh one my God, scene. Right. Oh, that's right. right. She was on little... Friends. Yep. Yeah. She had Laura. For a couple of Who yeah. did, Whose girlfriend does she play? Joey's, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh huh. I know. Wasn't she Ross's girlfriend? Was she? Was that I another example of Ross getting babes? Should this have been oh, Schwimmer? She's Joey's girl roommate. Okay. And then they hook up. Yes. Yeah, you can't okay. hook up with your girl roommate. Right. You learn that Remember, on Friends. Remember, Joey needs a roommate and he gets a girl roommate. And yeah. it's, and it's illegal. Super right, yeah. right, 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 right. Um, let's talk about the plot a little more directly. Okay. Mm. Okay, Rose Morgan, English professor, Columbia University. Yeah, she's like cheap trick at Budokan anytime her she first, talks about fucking King Arthur I or will, whatever. <laughs> I need to recreate her first fit where she's teaching, where she's wearing like black beret hat thing, uh-huh. suspenders maybe, it's black so cute. pants. I'm kind of yeah. like wearing it. High black you, pants. By the way, the outfit you have right on is perfect. Phenomenal. Thank you, so much. Thank you so much. I just got this. It's great. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I loved her fit look i think she's so confident too yes. like that's where she's like sexiest even yeah when she's, she's supposed to hair. be dowdy well they're like oh her hair it's brown yeah bangs um, awful like no makeup i guess like how is she schlubby i don't even know yeah. she's not she's i mean got glasses on her hair is they dress her like yentl two times yeah <laughs> i was like, kind of astounded that the movie didn't even commit to have no. her wear glasses until the final act and also bobby you pointed this out like the we knew what she looked like at her best at this point. So yes. I knew what Barbara Streisand yes. looked like as a sexy woman. So I guess I the knew that. The sexy reveal is really funny. It's really funny, but you kn- I've seen that woman before. Mm-hmm. That's not like a zhuzhed up woman. That's just no. what Barbara looks like normally. Yeah. And her- no, I think but the, I- the one scene where they kind of get it right is the scene where she has... Um, Bacall, uh, she reluctantly lets her make her over for the first Bridges date, and she shows up post-cab ride. Oh, with the Funny. piece of hair. Right, the, like, the the failed version of the glow-up Yes, works visually. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the movie, you're like, she looks like Barbara. But the yeah. thing is, mm-hmm. even in the failed version of the glow-up, once she takes the, the weird hair out of her hair, sure. the, the extra right. hair that Bacall added, she basically looks great. Right. Yeah. Like, but yeah. sorry, what you did say is when you see her made over, you're like, oh, now I yeah. see how well, schlubby well, she that's was before. Right. Because that's the now funny... she's sexy. I've never seen a sexier she, woman in my life. You can see right. her body. The like, sexy reveal is is hilarious because it comes right after the workout montage where you are so annoyed. You're like, I cannot believe the movie she's is doing She's eating a carrot on a treadmill. She's eating cra- I hate that they're doing it. And then you see her and it's like, va, 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 voom. Like, yeah. this sexy lady's here and I love her hair like this. You yeah. know, like, Her hair looks it's amazing. Hysterical. And they do yeah. her makeup. But it's also the same boobs. body. 
Yeah, it, it is it, the same exact oh, yes. body. Right, but they hid it under so all that satisfying. weird Yentl clothing they gave her. <laughs> she's wearing less sweaters, <laughs> yeah. I guess. And he's like, what'd you do to your hair? And she's like, I lightened I it or something. Lightened it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's blonder, yeah, maybe. It's slightly blonder. It's a little crimped. Uh, oh, yeah, she has little little curls. Yeah. Okay, so she right. lives at the what looks like the Frick collection with her <laughs> with her mom, Lauren Bacall. It's, it's... <laughs> with her mom, Lauren Bacall, who when I was watching it, I was like, this is this is the long lost twin sister of Lauren Bacall in birth. It's like one wow. became the rich Upper East Side, yeah. you know, oh, the other one became like the kind of more, I don't know, middle class mother who's a little less confident, whatever. There's the third Bacall who's sweeping the soundstage in Dogville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inside all of us bumping are three into tape at the armory, it just ego like and super ego. Yeah. It would be at funny. The and then there's the fourth Bacall, the real Bacall, who gets punched by Christopher in the Sopranos. Who punches her in the Sopranos? Oh my god! Oh, is it Christopher at the ho- at the hotel parking lot? It is yes, right. Lauren Bacall. It's Christopher. Remember oh, that in the, like, right. the late season Sopranos, yeah. where they were like, "There's an episode where Lauren Bacall gets punched," and you're yeah. like, "The Sopranos, the one about the mobsters, <laughs> not whatever you're talking." Christopher about. has darkness. That would not surprise me. Um, towards the end. So, and just to pause for a second. Sure. I think for any of our younger listeners, it is important to understand that this movie is like biggest cultural legacy is that it comes out, it's kind of savaged by critics and everyone's like, but here's Lauren Bacall's Oscar. Mm-hmm. And she has this runway to like, we're all going to give her the Lifetime Achievement Award Oscar. Yes. She's going to get a standing ovation. It's going to be emotional. It's her first nomination. Here she is, Grand Dame of Old Hollywood. And she wins every precursor and then loses the Oscar and this movie's forgotten. And she kind of deserved the Oscar. I disagree. The Who gets one it scene, instead? So Julia Pinoche wins for The English Patient, which is an excellent performance the from one of our great actors. was... Julia Binoche should win, and what a shame she's going to lose to Lauren Bacall because of sentimentality. And then it was a case of, like, holy shit, the person we all secretly wanted to win won. Okay. And Lauren Bacall dies without an Oscar. Uh, Doesn't she get some sort of, like— She got a— She gets a special honorary Oscar Oscar later, which don't really count, but— so she got a lifetime achievement surfboard from the Teen <laughs> Choice Awards. So Bacall won she the got a golden blimp. Bacall, Bacall won the Globe. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And won SAG. Yeah, she won most of the precursors. Obviously, she didn't. I don't think she won like a lot of critics awards. I saw at least one or two. She won. She lost the Satellite Award for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy, and I was like. It, the satellite who gives a shit and also split into fifteen categories. What could have beaten her? And I thought it was interesting that this was the same year. Debbie Reynolds and Mother. Mother. Oh, yeah. Who then doesn't even get nominated, but was the same kind of narrative. Right, like similar well, situations. So Very much. similar types. I love Juliette Binoche, the actor. She's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> I love her. Yes. The actor. She's one of the best. And she is good in The English Patient. Yeah. That is, but that is not even one of her 10 best performances. No. But how and many of those I'm, performances have come after that one? Many. I, I mean, right. although she'd already done, you know, three quarters. It is rare I'm kind of thinking about the, what is the butterfly the effect bridge. here. Yeah. It's like, oh, she would have won an Oscar eventually. It's like, but what, what would her career sure have done she had she not won right, the Right, correct. Right. Yeah. Totally right. It's also gets rare that somebody one... is nominated in their, like, back half for a lifetime achievement situation where they actually put in a good performance in a movie that is otherwise not as good. Like, English Patient's yes. a better movie than Mirror Has Two Faces. Yes. So, the, but, but somehow Lauren Bacall turns out this kind of incredible thing. Bacall's kind of awesome in this movie. Yeah. I don't disagree. She gives this movie Price of admission. something Absolutely. it really did would not have without her. I thought 
the first time I, you know, I'll be like, oh yeah, Bacall's fine. She comes in and she says like, I was married to Humphrey Bogart. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, she should win an Oscar. You know, like. No, she's like really and important. It's like, she makes sense as a, as a Upper East Side Jewish mom. Like, and I'm like, I don't know that I would have thought Bacall would make sense for that. We she's the, the ground. Thing. She Betty. grounds the movie. Like she's Betty. the, she's the realist, I think, right. warmest part of this movie. We all know the thing that Barbara did on set, right? Well, Babs oh, yeah, is we never going to let you forget that she pulled that out of her. She tricked yeah. her. She's a good she actress, but she I her. pulled her. I pulled she that out of her. She the rehearsals. Yeah, because because Bacall wouldn't get that vulnerable, and she'd go, "Okay, let's just let's just chat, me and you. Let's just chat." Yeah, tell me about Humphrey. There's the one close up. Yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. It's amazing. It's astonishing. It's goosebumps. It's amazing. I, it does. I loved. I watched it. But I it watched it again wonderful. before reading the chapter. Mm-hmm. And I did pick up on the toothpick scene because I was like, it's kind of weird that Lauren Bacall's just casually using a toothpick in this scene. <laughs> no. And in the and in the chapter, Babs is it, like, keep, keep the it. toothpick. Yeah. Don't take the toothpick out of your mouth. Obviously, Jenna Rollins apparently was the first choice and was busy, I think, doing Unhook the Stars. Sure. And so Which was sort of her, her son's Oscar movie. Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got a SAG nomination for that. Um, is it insane to say that I think Jenna would have won if she'd gotten this part? I think it's insane, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> this movie was despised. That's true. Is that, that, so I think that's the only reason Bacall's in there is just the the guilt of like, we never even nominated her. Right. Like, what is the matter with us? Yeah. Like, she's a fuck. She has like two Tonys. Yeah. Yeah. She's a living legend. The, and she was married to Alfred Bogart. She I'm, says no, I'm aware. I've heard about she it. She doesn't see yeah. it. The hate for this movie is just so, because I, I know that we're like not even done talking about the plot, but like, yeah, it's crazy and it's insane, but it's it's such a nice movie to just spend time yes, with. It is. All of its, yeah. all of its weird like parts make them, a great whole. That's what I'm, it's that's just as so, I, as the end is silly. It's so out of place in the midnight. Like, we're picking it apart, but when time. you watch it, you're like, this rolls. But it, yeah. is, yeah. it is astonishing to read the reviews. We cannot overstate. Yeah, people, people are not was, happy. They, they attacked us like it was Quantumania. <laughs> I truly. It's Barbara. It's because it's Barbara. It is. No, but in much the same way that like Quantumania Eternals it's like we've been living under this fucking martyr right. regime Enough. for 30 it's movies yeah. the now it's are right. out. it yeah. was like all the everyone who had any problem against Barbara Streisand at any point in her 30 year dominance up until that point was right. like open season they boys. finally said we sat through Yentl we did all yes. this stuff and now you've made a movie that we can say is we're saying it's bad right it's bad yes um so uh, Lauren Bacall. Um, Mimi Rogers. Also, we should shout out. Uh, Streisand says she wanted a tall, attractive woman as a contrast to her character. Who had once been married to Tom, to Tom Cruise. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Un- I wish I could unknow I'm that. I'm sorry. That's Mimi, like the only thing great? I know about Mimi yes. Rogers. Mimi She's Rogers babe. and Lauren Bacall share the American women who I always think are secretly British. Um, but in fact, both are secretly Jewish. Right. Now, of course, Mimi Rogers later was a Scientologist, but she has a Jewish well, parent. Well, you know. Yes, being married to Tom Cruise and, doesn't and come Mimi's without British its and Austin Powers. Well, I think well, that's, maybe that's part of it. Right, but a movie also, you've seen one billion times, one billion yes. times. But I think they also have. I mean, Lauren Bacall is part of the old Hollywood system thing, but it's like speaking English with a very pronounced sort of like transatlantic, mid-Atlantic. Right. Yeah, uh, Dudley Moore was actually the first choice Correct. for the George Siegel role. Perfect. That sounds nice, but he was ill. Oh, I guess like three scenes. Fun to see, see him though. Passes away pretty shortly after. Yeah, this. yeah. but but Siegel, right? He's just bouncing Siegel's in so from the "Just this. Shoot Me" set or whatever. He's so yeah. good in this. He's great. Yeah. He's great. He was great on "Just Shoot Me." I think yeah. he doesn't get his roses enough for "Just also, Shoot I think Me." We just lost him. I think Barbara's trying to make Damn, a point. He must have been fucking old. Yeah, he was. <laughs> old and he 90s. was on the Goldbergs until the <laughs> fucking end. Oh my god. God, yeah. Wow. I think Barbara's trying to make a point about a little bit like like guys who are not as attractive also can just land any girl or whatever. Absolutely. And I think with Siegel, though, I do think he's attractive. She makes that point. George Siegel mm-hmm. really was well. a romantic leading man hey, in the 70s. Young Siegel 
as were, right. as was her ex-husband, Elliot Gould, right. and yes. neither of them yes. got the same kind of cocked eyebrow that she did right. presenting right. herself as a romantic lead. And she, I think, it's true. is very obsessed right. with that fact. Totally. And she wants to make it, and she makes it without having to really make it. Yeah. She, like, she makes it. In the 1970s, those two guys, unconventional, hyper-Jewish, became leading men and sex symbols. For a bit. At the same time that the, the class of actors who were referred to as looking like your butcher, mm-hmm. of like De Niro and Pacino, you know? Hoffman falls into the... Uh, the C gold gold category. Yeah. Gold category. Yeah. But it's just like, right, they never stop litigating Barbara's thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a way that these guys, it's like, well, what can we say? They got the Riz. But we the, can't fight the this. Strike Sandy is also the thing where she's like, ah, they never fucking got off my back. And I'm like, you're right. But then also I'm like, but you have had unparalleled su- success for 60 years, she, Barbara. You're and doing great. And she backed guys the entire yeah. time. Yeah, she yeah, did. So as Howard, right. correct. As Howard did. would love her, was reminding her. She's but always I, dating well, hot guys. But, yes, yes. Bobby, go on. Well, that's I, I'm 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 repeating something I said earlier. But that's I think that's that that turn in that scene with Lauren Bacall at the end. She's she's confident. Yeah. She reveals herself as confident. Right, she's like, right. fuck this. I am beautiful, and I always right. have been. Right. Like yeah. she doesn't play the woe is me version of that character throughout the whole thing. And I think without that, the movie is a little bit worse. She's obsessed with the critics, but she doesn't actually believe what they no, say. Exactly. I think the thing about exactly. Barbara is that she does. She knows what she's right. She knows that she's good, and she knows she that she's. Beautiful, but she does read it all and wants to remind you that they thought that she wasn't right or beautiful. There's a reason the Streisand effect is named after her. Which she does talk about in the book, and it's hilarious because she has no freaking idea why it's funny or relevant. She goes, I wasn't even, she just totally negates it. It's like, no, you don't get it. But it's not for you It's a weird case of you read all those reviews and they're like, Barbara, why won't you fucking get over it? And Mm -hmm. it's like, you're doing the thing that makes this in her head constantly. Like, both sides are right. Barbara, you are so successful that you still shouldn't be obsessed over this. But mm-hmm. also, no one will stop talking about things through this prison. Exactly. Around her. I and for- like, critics, shut the fuck up. It's funny that on their wedding night, they watch Lawrence of Arabia. Funny. Hilarious. That's, that is it's and, long. And she's the only... <laughs> and Jeff Bridges falls asleep. And yes. she watches the whole thing. That's the funny. credits are rolling. Two cassettes. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. you see it in the back. So, it's two it's cassettes. Okay, it's a, it's so someone had to get up and change the cassette? Yeah, she did it. Yeah, you know how you know Barbara's snoozing. a real filmmaker Love too? That. that she cuts to them watching the credits for the restoration. Yeah, and is getting a special yes. thanks or something. Editorial yes. consultant. Yeah, yes. Robert I'm A. Sure. Harris supervising. That the music's those going. were from her own collection. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like she, those are so her. Do you know who would have given Lauren Bacall the Oscar had she won? Who? Oh, Kevin Spacey. Oh, okay. I'm watching the clip Ooh, right boy. now. Boy, wow. So maybe she dodged a bullet. Maybe oh, she dodged boy. a bullet. He's there in a black tux. Oh boy! I'm just I'm trying to. I'm watching it just he to see what the calls for nominees. And Babs <laughs> goes to the Oscars and she meets Jim. Does oh, she meet Jim at this ceremony? Oh, that's the end, the of, the end of the chapter. She goes. She goes. I never go to the Oscars. It's such a to do. But you know what? I said <laughs> I'm gonna go for Lauren. Lauren for loses Lauren. for Betty. For Betty. Marvin loses. And Betty loses. Marvin, her beloved Marvin, loses. Lauren, she's pissed. Lauren is a class act. She's by so the way. pissed. She's, she's so pissed. Why did I go? She's she's smiling. But she then at James. the end of the night. She meets James. She meets Jim. It becomes it's a Jim. It becomes a rom com at the like it's she walks that up to him and says, perfect. Your thun's son's gonna be Thanos. She says it to him. My okay, friend of the friend of the podcast. Richard Lawson. I'm just I'm not laughing because I'm processing what you just yeah, said. Yeah, I, I also heard that slow. Binoche, who obviously was dressed like the Dark Lord Dracula, if you remember, she's yes. got this amazing oh, red right. coat with a huge collar. Um 
she looks she is genuinely surprised like when when her name gets read that's you can nice. tell she's yeah, like that's nice. i can't believe she didn't it's know. a cutie yeah. moment where you're just like this isn't supposed to happen nice. yeah. yeah what were you gonna say well i was gonna say the the memoir it was speaking of james roland uh i know friend of the podcast richard lawson was like it's funny that Barbara Streisand has had interactions with Di- so many interactions with Diane Lane, mm-hmm. and then I just pulled out the Kindle and then Control F Diane Lane. Zero results. Wow. Oh, damn. Zero results. No mentions of Diane in the book, which is prob- is means nothing, but it also means everything. I will say now that you've invoked uh, the great Richard Lawson, I kept thinking during this movie. Uh, he he has quoted this on our show, but you and and he having the um the game of trying to come up with fake James L. Brooks lines. Oh yeah, and we the best one you ever so had. So many times. But this movie is like such a good. Every line feels like kind it could be. You're the kind of a person who's a kind of a person. Yes, you're the kind of a person who's a kind of a person. Well, I, mean, I just love the little like. God, like eating a salad because you like the salad dressing more. Like that is such a mixture of a Barbara and also and kind Anora of a Jewish. Yeah. yeah, very classic. But, but we never see her spooning it in her mouth. I no. wanted to see her actually. And, and like, I, I want her to do uh, full like Melissa McCarthy. And the most Nora shit ranch. ever. The most Nora shit the ever bite. is the perfect bite mixed with <laughs> loving someone because they know your intricacies and how fucking annoying you are yes. when you go out to dinner and oh, no pepper for her. She wants extra That's dressing. Wants. That's the most Nora. Cool. Aura rom-com shit ever. Well, I mean, in a in a way, you've got male is like an evolved version of this. Yes. Like a better version of this. Because right. it's the idea they're platonic of, for a meet, long time. They meet as right. friends they're first. meeting as friends. They're there's no sex at all. They're it's a meeting of the minds because they just chat. Yeah. They just chat online. Yeah. Like you've got mail does it's improve. It's a smarter on way this. to do it. But you know what? The you know what the perfect bite is? Lindsay, you'll love this. What? Mm-hmm. What's the Think perfect Think about it. Whenever, whenever James, not James, Jeff Bridges is sort of like, I miss the Jim perfect Bridges. bite. I miss the perfect bite or whatever at the end. Yeah. Do you know what the perfect bite is? No. It's beauty and brains. Oh, you're the so perfect bite right. Is you've got to have beauty a little bit of brains. everything in there. Who's it's the like, beauty you and can't brains? just be sexy. He doesn't just want dressing. <laughs> oh, he wants dressing. Yeah. 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 He wants icebergs. Yes. He wants, and yeah. to the hooligans, who the four of them that are listening to this, the, the beauty and brains is uh, Brad Pitt's not girlfriend, who he actually never dated, Nari Mary Oxman, Oxman who mm. was a professor who people thought he dated. They never dated, but she was beauty and brains. They couldn't believe that he and dated beauty and MIT professor. Yeah, they yes. said beauty and brains. Everything yeah. to know about Brad yeah. Pitt's but yep. friend. But that <laughs> perfect <laughs> bite. The beauty and brains. <laughs> the yeah. perfect bite is the perfect example of like. It's true. The, is 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 it's it's an aspirational. We're all seeking the perfect moment bite. that people are going to remember and love, and it just doesn't quite work. Okay, so I'm going to put something out <laughs> because I didn't realize that, that, that a she, fire she met Big Jim. Yeah, excuse me. Big Jim at the Oscars. Jim I didn't the, Oscars. Uh, the chapter for, after the chapter about she this was movie sad. is she about was Jim for this movie, right? Jim. And then she never directs another film, and she only acts in three hmm, more. Maybe movies it sounds after like she this. got a life. I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> well, I've been saying all of her films. It's a bad message. Certainly, her career as a singer, an interpreter of the great romantic songbook, right? Mm -hmm. And then most of her persona and her movies, especially her biggest films, and then really drilling down into when she starts directing her own films, and we're lumping Star is Born into this, is like she is really obsessed with love and whether this is a solvable thing, right? She's trying to do the Jeff Bridges professor calculations in her head, but in emotional terms. She's doing like what actually her character is doing. It's like, is, is the fantasy version of it unrealistic? But do we 
need to desire for something that is a little bit unrealistic. Where is the middle? She sleeps with many great men. She mm -hmm. has great love affairs. But there is some, like, unfulfilled, unresolved part of her. She finally meets Big Jim, who's, like, the perfect Streisand guy. And then she's like, well, I can chill out. I'm done. Right. Yeah. right. But I, I mean, also she think she, she really cannot do multiple things at once. I no. think her energy has to be, she's such a perfectionist. She's such a, everything has to be perfect and the musha or whatever is that, I just don't think she can like be in successful relationship and be successful director and do music. She she's her, not an everyman. Her she's, and Beatty are very similar. And Beatty always talks about when people are like, "Why won't you make another movie?" He's like, "Making a movie for me is like vomiting." Yeah, where it's this thing in my system for so long, and I really don't want it to come out. Mm -hmm. And once it's out, it feels better. But like the scariest part is going to the toilet or whatever. I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but he does <laughs> use vomit as the metaphor, and it does feel like the same thing with Barbara, where yeah. she's like, "If I'm gonna do this, it's." going to like take over my entire body. Ten years to write a book. You deplete know? everything from my system. I don't commit to anything book. lightly. If yeah. she'd taken five, ten years to write like a, a, Kindle a 45 page book, right, then I'd be like, come on, bro. It's a long yeah. book. But it, what's it also, what's there in, she took all these, this time, all these years to make these other movies. She finally makes a movie in a normal time it takes to make a movie mm -hmm. and it's hated. Hated. So she doesn't go she's into the looking criticism back in and she's yeah. saying, yeah. you know, it, is it worth it? So worth I guess it? I yeah. need to be either making Yentl every time or right. never again because I'm not going to be, not going to deal with, the, not going to make this movie again. I and guess not everyone hated it. It, it, no. it was like relatively it successful, okay. right? For like a it, it, it made it for a movie back. for moms. But it, she never yeah. says they said it was bad and I, it was no, great. She never she doesn't, no. she doesn't. Well, it reminded me of I told Lindsay this before y'all got here. It reminded me of this very funny Zane Lowe interview she did a couple years ago when she released some one of her silly albums where it's like, I'm gonna Not do duets silly. with uh, uh, Dina Menzel and Daisy Ridley. Yeah, like, oh, it's yeah, like she the craziest did. shit in the world. Oh man, you're right. And she releases this album. She with does Anne an Hathaway hour long. And Anne Hathaway. Daisy Ridley. She releases she did an album with Daisy Ridley. Well, not Among the whole others. album. But it wasn't they, the whole album. Oh, heaven. they sang "Let's no, 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 Go no. to the, the Ballet" yeah. with with uh, both Anne and Daisy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Craziest, craziest crazy. album possible. So Coochie she's crazy. talking to Zayn Lowe about it for an hour. Uh -huh. And in this interview, I watched the whole thing. I think I watched that like one point five x. I was like, I got to find her funniest things. <laughs> and she tells Classic. this story. I don't remember how the anecdote. Encore movie partners sing There you go. Yes, obviously. I don't remember how the anecdote comes about but she's like okay take this for example she went to an auction she sees a painting that she wants she bids for the painting she uh -huh. loses you're assuming it's a very expensive painting beautiful painting and her solution to this problem because she wanted the painting she didn't win it she says well i have to learn how to paint so i can paint this painting she tells zane oh, the yeah. story she learns how to paint uh -huh. gets good at it and then she goes well, I don't have to paint anymore. Like, I, I think that it's like, that she is, get, she that's her. She perfects it. And then yeah. she's she like, says, and she she's her own judge. She's like, it's, I've it's the decided. Vomit. Yes. It's the vomit yes. metaphor. Yes. Once it's out of her system, it's out of her system. And I believe it. I feel like there's a, there's a version of a person who says that and doesn't, and, and Agreed. wants it to be true. But yes. for Barbara, it seems true. And, and Lindsay, I am similarly fixated on the lazy thing that you keep on she's bringing lazy. up. And I've been bringing up other, she said it. the other episodes. And people are like, that's not true. And she's like, no, I have. She has said it. There's one in 10 on my scale. There's nothing in between. Right. I can when sit she's on my couch, working, that's she works a, really hard. Or I can right. become entirely obsessive. Yeah. And to think you about. You heard her on Howard. When she yes. needs to make money, she goes and does a concert. When she makes the money from the concert, she says, I'll be at home in Malibu in my perfect house <laughs> right. with the She's ball not in the, in the Jay basement. Leno. She's yes. not. You're a like, why are you touring? And he's right. like covered in burns. And he's like, and I think we're not. She's used a perfectionist, to, but we are she's not, not used a to celebrities like that. No, yeah, celebrities are, are celebrities are are like fetishizing being overworked, and yes. she refuses. She's anti-mogul culture. It's hard for yeah. her to imagine. It's hard to imagine that somebody who's of such a perfectionist is not a workaholic, but she is not. No. 
when she's working, it has to be really good. But when she's not working, she's not rushing to get back to the office. What's she's the saying, office? It's not that she's lazy. She's saying, I'd rather be lazy. Yes. Kind of. yeah. She but loves Day Lewis her is the and same Jim way. are in yeah. bed watching a movie. Like, this is her life. She wants to yes. live her life. Like, Sandra, Sandra, Sandra Bullock watching too, Josh of. in I'm thinking about the Endgame. Yeah. They're like, he's doing a good job. Yeah. She loves, she thought Thanos might have been right. There's something behind the eyes here. Yeah. Um, Just like when actors talk about like, I'd rather be home, it yeah. seems very rare and I'm always charmed by it. Okay. Is there anything about the plot? Like we need yeah. to, uh, you know, okay. So like Mimi Rogers is married to Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan is someone that Barbara's character has always been in love with. She met him first. Always. Right. She met him first, introduced him to Mimi and Mimi's like third it. marriage or something. Right. Yes. Put that Mimi out there. seems to be a serial. There's, there's some joke uh, with Brenda yes. Vaccaro about why do you introduce the two of them? I didn't think she was already married. I didn't right. think she was a threat or whatever. Right. M- Mimi kind of low key, very funny in this. Like, I mean, yeah, just, you and I are on the same pitch. We're always. She's great. In the bag for me. Yeah. yeah. Pierce. Not getting a ton to do. Mm-hmm. No. It's kind of a can of hairspray in this movie. Yeah. He's and the, the idea look. is that he's sort of like uh, obsessed with Mimi Rogers, too. That he's like, oh, sweetie, what can I do? And she's like, eh, I'm already Which is the least here. attractive thing. Yeah. And he doesn't quite work for that. No. She always wants the thing she can't have. Mm-hmm. Right. And the second she has it, I mean, she has that scene where she complains about, like, he's there asking what I want for dinner. Like, it's the worst thing in the right. world. But um, you're introduced to Mimi Rogers for the first time at the wedding where they're both criticizing Bacall for uh, you're, you're the bride's mother, not the opening act, right? Mm. They're talking all about appearances and Barbara sort of sure. being the ugly duckling. And they of the need trio. to be always a bridesmaid, never a bride. You need to have that in there. That so they, they introduce in her. Ugly dress. Dress. They yes. physically yeah. introduce her as a bridesmaid and not a bride. But mm. Rogers spends 95% of the wedding with the masseuse. Yep. Like, she's already at the <laughs> yeah. ceremony over Pierce. Right. Um, absolutely. She sees Jeff Bridges, who has post El McPherson and a very bizarre phone sex scene. Yes. Uh, Jeff Bridges has written the most boring book in the universe. It took yes. him 10 years, much like Barbara. Of course. Number of uh, years. Right. He, 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 one point when he tries to describe it, I mean, I actually zoned out. Like, it's yeah. something with number of And of course, pairs. somehow Barbara knows something all about the math she gets or something. Yeah. Right. She, she knows gets math. It. None, of her, none of his students get it, but Barbara gets it. Yeah, and Barbara doesn't, she's not a math teacher. She just understands oh, the math. Yeah. He is actually, to me, a realistic depiction of a math professor teaching yes. undergraduates who, like, usually they don't fucking turn around because they're like, this is some bullshit I have that, to do. That part yeah. is very well observed. Right. Like um, him just, like, writing formulas on the blackboard and being like, right. anyway, you but know, there you go. But he's furious after having great sex with El McPherson, <laughs> immediately calls up a phone sex operator who's doing cat's cradle yes. that's a funny so yes. funny she's funny that <laughs> like lady is drinking a diet a pepsi she's, funny. she's like don't you want to yeah. hear about my tits and he's like no come on I, ah, like that you know right uh, and he's, uh, he's good in that scene he's complaining yeah, he's about good. how could anyone find love in a culture that sells us sex and she says why don't you make your own ad and so, he does so he does uh, in a way that's very, like, the movie skips over, he has that realization, and then the next thing we see is him looking at the resumes in class. In class. And then a him yeah. calling Mimi Rogers, who's with the masseuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who has planted, has, uh, yeah. She, she sends she in sends Barbara's, Barbara's headshot. Yes. Right. They have Barbara's name is Barbara's uh, They do that very efficiently. Yeah, it's like, yes. very fast. I'm it's kind fast. of forgetting when it happened, because it just happens, it's like, in early. a matter of five and, minutes. And also the movie, it's one of those things that the movie is very... It never, it never allows itself to be about people like tricking or being dishonest and let that hang over. No, yeah, no one cares. So everyone's instantly honest about everything, which 
avoid so many kind of annoying right, cliches. Because another movie might be like the the reveal of her having placed the the thing for her causes placed, such a thing. And I it thought we been met organically. Yeah, right. no, we it didn't doesn't matter. It. Doesn't he matter. tells her and she's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. The, the thing that is smart and well observed of, about this movie, it's, it's not about people lying to each other. Yeah. It's about people lying to themselves. Mm-hmm. Which so many rom-coms are based on lies to each other mm-hmm. that get so annoying when they You've have got to mail. unravel. You've got mail yeah. has You've got mail lie. does it well. Right, yeah. but that's what It's the exception to the rule. Right. It somehow does like indefensible lies so heartwarmingly. (laughs) Now, here's, I think, the greatest offense of this movie. This movie is so incomprehensibly rude to the Austin Pendleton character. Mm. When this film is set up as Ugh, Barbara, undesirable. No man will oh, even right. look at her. Mm-hmm. And then basically her introduction is her canceling a date for the 800th right. yeah. time. Yes. He's the the one she doesn't want to bear. Just Barry. Being like, this guy is so boring and unexciting. Right. I'd rather watch a baseball game. He has his joke about like, I'm I'm blacklisted from every restaurant in town because yeah. of all the reservations I canceled. It's funny. It's a good joke. Mm-hmm. He's but, funny. When is he not funny? But there's no reason to have this. If she's undesirable, then why is she even? De- she shouldn't have a guy no. even on the hook for her. But it's her saying, it's her saying, I'm not sexually attracted to this guy. Right. That's the but thing I'm about settling this movie. for him or whatever. Like it really does end with them saying, never mind, sex is important and so is physical attraction. Right, and right, these right, two right. people want to fuck right. each other. I want to she fuck never you. wanted to fuck that no. guy, but, it's, but she was right. happy that he found someone but who then, wanted to fuck him. Well, then at the you end, know? when she when he finds his own girl who has to be, of course, as quote unquote ugly as he is yeah. or something. Yeah. Austin Pendleton Pen- Pen- in a wig. Yeah, of course. A Jack and Jill version of himself. Is that Barbara's way of being like, well, everybody's got to find their equally ugly person. For sure. And yes. Mine is uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. But that and that's what this sucks. That sucks. It sucks a little bit. It sucks it's a, a little. little sucky. It sucks. Uh, I, I sympathize with her not wanting to quote unquote settle. Not that Austin Pendleton is settling. No. Just the, the the more general concept no. of like. No, it should be someone I love, not someone who's around. She was not attracted to him, and it's okay. But she also talks generally, this character, not as if I don't want to settle for someone I'm not crazy about. Mm -hmm. She talks as if no one is lining up to get my attention. And you're like, Mm -hmm. what about Barry? You're you're Lauren Bacall. You're like, what about Barry? Right, and she's like, well, he's not a person. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. And then Lauren Bacall reveals that she settled in life. Yes. And despite like her beauty, she settled and that's her biggest regret. So, settling. And so mm-hmm. she doesn't want to Bridges yes. is a false sell and Barry is an insult. Correct. Right. Okay. Um <laughs> oh anyway, so they do the ad, they go to dinner. She Bridges has the is hair just in trying her head. to save power. Mm. He's so fucking crazy. Uh <laughs> oh, they have and pretty I think two minutes into their first date, Bridges is like, Do you want to come to like a chamber music performance with me? Yeah. And she eats the salad dressing well, and says, sure. Immediately having great conversation. And she's like, yeah. I know about yeah. prime numbers. And he's, you know, bow tie is like 360. Va, 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 boom. You know right. about prime numbers. Right. Oh, my God. And they go to the chamber music and they walk out of it. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay, here's my pitch. No sex, committed relationship, intellectual understanding. Yeah. This is you devastating. Know. And what sucks is that he's like, I went to your lecture and you talked about this and it was great. I had to leave early. I missed the end. <laughs> right. And she's like, I was talking about literary characters. She was like, it's right. a book, you dumbass. Right. Also, this math guy, it's it's like, I mean, there there's, everything is wrong with their arrangement that I don't want to say that there's anything right about their arrangement. Mm-hmm. But like, everything is so particular except 
have sex sometimes. Like, yeah, they he's don't, like, we give me warning. Yeah. And the only thing is, if he was gay, if this, if the, if that, let's, yeah. that, then this kind of all makes sense in a weird way. If this was a next best thing arrangement, yes, yeah. yeah. someone could do this in the Gilded Age. Yeah. Oh, that's a couple that could do this yes. in the Gilded Age. Yes. Yes. Right, right, right. Exactly. I'm just, you know, that was a thing in late '90s rom coms where it's like, what if you could just marry the gay guy and yeah, you figure it out. Yeah. Uh, object of my affection, next best mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Mirror has two faces. No, Jeff Bridges is straight. Too boring to be gay. But scared of sex. <laughs> He's too boring to be gay. They get close mm-hmm. and develop a true intimate relationship, emotionally intimate. Yeah, they mm-hmm. kiss only yes. after he proposes to her. Yes. Yeah. Or, no, when he proposes, she's like, I haven't even. And he's like, oh. Right. How, how could I marry yeah. someone I haven't even, right. you know? And then she goes like this. <laughs> um, but they have twin side by side beds. Oh, their beds. room is the. Their, their room's room, hilarious. They move her, in together. The starting- like, her furniture in one corner that's clearly from whatever you called the Frick collection. Yes, like, yeah. I mean, later on, she like paints the room, but yeah. the first shot of that room is like, m- uh, like a hospital. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's giving like Craigslist, hospital. It's yes. Craigslist room for it's rent. So, and yeah. what do they each have a double or single bed? I think it's a, each have a double. Oh yeah. God, like brutal. Tiny TV, and weird, her, and her drawers Gucci lamps. filled with snowballs because she's ugly. Every you know? bulb is fluorescent. <laughs> Every bulb is fluorescent. <laughs> yes. Makes you want to die. Oh, yeah, her drawers filled with snowballs. Mm-hmm. Oh, my um, God. It, it, it's... No, what were you going to say, David? I was just going to continue the plot, so... What, what, yeah. No, please know. continue. Well, he's like, okay, so now I'm going to go on a book tour of Germany it's where my number long. ideas for are three, catching For on. three months. Yeah. They want me to come to Germany for three months. <laughs> so, People love my numbers. Do that. And can I do this? And she's like, oh, I mean, to me, I'm like, yeah, sure, we don't have sex anyway. I'll do this on the phone. But, yeah, he's going to go off. And she's like, before you go, mm-hmm. maybe you could, you know fucking rail me all night (laughs) one time and he's like i am gonna go in the bathroom and faint excuse me first what he does is spit out his coffee yeah wah wah wee wah all over the place the the most gary marshallian moment of the film you almost are surprised he doesn't have a dog whip its head around meanwhile he told her that if she wanted to do that he could ask for it and he would do that and she's like is a day enough is if i if i tell you in the morning is that enough time he should have given her like a lease like Mm -hmm. a landlord was like 14 days notice please send the request through the post you know (laughs) yes notarized so they have they try to have sex and in an incredibly upsetting scene he basically has a panic attack and she's really upset and it's weirdly like it's, for as it's, silly as it is, it's emotionally it's, it's very hard. hard. Horrible. Yes. It is a heartbreaking scene. Oh, well, because we were, him then yes. trying to explain himself Horrible. and she's crying and it's like... Because she cannot believe it. She really yeah. cannot. Because her sister was like, any guy, just like show up with your tits out. Like, it's fine. Like, he'll they'll, they'll, they'll do it. It's no problem. And then it's like, it's the worst thing. And it's also kind of like, it's not... I mean, again, the screenwriter was like, I made a lot of mistakes. But like, it's never quite clear why he doesn't want to fuck right. her. Right, that's what I'm <laughs> like, saying. It doesn't really make uh, any sense. Within the privacy got, of their own home, uh, like who? Like, it's like maybe there's not enough space on the bed, but like there isn't. Smush them together. They're, well, they go in between. Did you <laughs> but know this is where I'm saying, like the the. 
Maybe film, a bungee cord or two. It is absurd. Yeah. It the is film absurd. almost needs this guy's like mathematic scientific principles to go further into the modern day YouTuber. I've heard if you don't come for a year, yes. you gain muscles. Yes. Or, you know, he's like, a, or there's like some, a, if yeah, he yeah, fucks, yeah. he like the superpower, he hulks or there's something. A Seinfeld, it's a Seinfeld like, episode. Right. Because it's also yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's not fucking anyone else and he's relieved. I've been like, yes. I've, I've surrendered this pesky you libido. Know, he's like a kid who won't eat his broccoli. Now he has a complex about the broccoli. He yeah. Puts and then someone gave him all, like gagging. It's like, you won't eat the broccoli here. We, it's a bunch of bagel bites. Eat the bagel yeah. bites. And he's like, I don't want the bagel bites either. Like, like it's like, you can't win like with people the kid. don't fuck people they find unattractive yes. or like whatever. Like, come on. He's like, mentally ill. He's, I mean, he's, he's mentally ill. Strange. Right. He's but Lindsay, mentally you calling out the, the thing of him leaving her seminar early, right? Where he was like, he I saw you speaking. We agree. You yeah. said that thing about Pacini and then, yeah, yeah. I had to go. Yeah. Right. 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 I met this girl. She's yeah. amazing. She also doesn't like emotions, right? right? She also doesn't want to fuck. So I lo- and then I, that's it, right? So I'm going to marry her. But it's so key that he's like fundamentally misunderstanding what she's putting out, which is she's just calling attention to the gulf in reality between how romance is depicted in media, Mm -hmm. in art, and what it feels like in real life, Mm -hmm. which he interprets as this is her, like, striking blows against this false notion of romance that doesn't exist, period. He misinterprets her entire thesis, which is she's basically doing observational comedy on, and (laughs) of course, the music doesn't swell. And he's like, this music is too manipulative, and she loves the music. Right, and she's like, you're right, this is morally... He brings, like, a... (laughs) What does he bring to the opera? Like, a little meter so they could watch the music? Like, he's so lame. But the scene where they're watching Briefing counter and she's crying and right. he's just like wait have you lied to me you like this shit mm-hmm. and brief encounter is like one of the most somber realistic right. portrayals yes, this is not a puccini movie of a yes. complicated romantic dynamic and he seems offended and sexless <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. yes un, un, unrequited or unconsummated um one of the best movies ever made a great film, yeah. uh, Brief Encounter. The, it's it's funny two that like movies are, two great David Lean movies are watched yeah. in this. And there's movie. not enough movies in this movie. I think. Like I well, think if it was Nora, if it, it was Nora, well, it's like you think about the 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 the, the rom coms of the early '90s that predated this that were popular. It's like well, a couple of them. They, I mean, I'm thinking of Sleeps in Seattle specifically, obviously, but it's like there are so many self-referential things. Like, there's so much stuff about the movies and the way romance is depicted on screen. And it's sort of like, why are you doing this kind of again and not mm-hmm. improving it? It's, right. it's a little Seattle's irritating. Seattle's a best, better movie about how rom-coms have scrambled our brains well, And also bit. a better movie yes. about two people who are completely out of their minds. We're also, like, yes, who are insane. Like, let's also, let's complete the pattern here. What's the third movie in this trilogy? What? Another movie we've covered on this podcast. What? Don John. Oh, oh God! <laughs> well, he's you're really focused on the lack of ejaculation. Right? Yeah, but also yes. the same thing where he's like, "This girl, she's obsessed with these fucking rom coms." <laughs> I right. just watch porn like a normal guy. <laughs> I have my own. Theory. I must admit, I've never seen Don John oh, because oh, it looks Bobby, so awful. It's so good. Robert. Why would I ever watch Come Don? On. You should. It's so good. Should, they're they're gonna press you on this. It's but so good. You should. It's, it's so fun. I, I trust David. I trust David. It's so fun. I mean, you can watch it just slack jawed in, in horror. Like that's Isn't how I Scarlett feel about Johansson it. just like New Jersey. Isn't it, that yes. like what she is? Yeah. Don John maybe should have gotten two separate Best Supporting Actress nominations. <laughs> that's my take to get you to watch it. It's so good. I might just watch Crazy Heart again. Okay, I'm up. Oh that. wow. Oh god. I hate this music. Um, Pour me another glass. So he 
he fails mm-hmm. to fuck her. Mm-hmm. She's very upset, mm-hmm. obviously. He starts yelling about like female manipulation, and you're like, Jeff, chill <laughs> out. <laughs> Get uh, off of Reddit. She goes back to see Lauren Bacall. Mm-hmm. Bacall is like, "All right, this movie's all over the place. I'm gonna together for two minutes." Yes. She's Tobey Maguire at the front of the <laughs> yeah, train. Right. She right. really does it. And the real relationship is between mother and daughter. It, that's the whole. That's the whole movie. And, and it is as the, Bobby has said, right? That is the that is it's what the changes scene of the her movie. Brain. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the yeah. scene it's of the, the movie. It's the whole it's movie. Every it's and everything then she, is forgiven Olivia Newton Johns herself and turns into the hottest lit professor that ever did walk these streets. But there's there's the one close-up shot that we've already invoked where uh, Barbara asks her, what was it like? Being beautiful. Being beautiful. Yes. Oh, God. And you cut to this close-up, this intense close-up on Betty Bacall. Long. Betty Persky? Uh, yeah. Betty. And, Betty. and it, it is, it makes sense that it's just, this was her rolling on a rehearsal. And you watch like, Bacall just 60 years her cross life. her eyes. Exactly. Yeah. It yes. is completely metatextual. Right. It basically breaks the reality of I mean, the also, movie. Her Unbelievable. Is littered with 40s headshots yes. of Lauren Bacall. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But it's like the equivalent of the end of Furious 7, where Vin Diesel just starts <laughs> reciting a poem to Paul Walker and being like, he was a real guy and he died. <laughs> like the moment is just Bacall thinking about her career. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, deeply right. affected. How did it feel having people look at you with such admiration, looking yourself in the mirror with such appreciation? How did that feel? 80-second pause. It was wonderful. There's a moment you wonderful. see her start to go into it, and then it feels like she's preparing to say something, say her line, and then she, like, stops and goes even deeper into it's it. It's so good. It's just the only reason. I think she lost the Oscar because people thought negatively about the movie. I yes. agree. Yeah. And that was mm-hmm. what did her in. And obviously people thought positively about The English Patient. Fucking a film love that is the English Patient. barely remembered. Yeah. Like a film that zero Gen Z people have seen. But like if I said the remember, English patient on TikTok, they would be yeah. like, there's an Englishman in the hospital? Like, it's like what you do can you wa- mean? You can watch it in 87 parts on TikTok for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the plane. Yeah. But Miramax the releases the English patient, patient in 87 parts on the, TikTok. The cultural legacy of that movie at the time, or let's say not the legacy, but the reputation in the moment is the Seinfeld episode. Yeah, it's like it's boring. It's too long. Right. Elaine yeah. I'd saying, rather watch Sack Lunch. I dislike the English Sack patient. Lunch. Make sure a pariah in society mm-hmm. is the thing you cannot admit out loud is the bit right. in the Seinfeld But, but the episode. Movie, that episode is about how she's speaking truth to power. Right. Really. They're right. trying to right. start to shift the narrative yeah. around it. In, within that year, that movie was untouchable. Yeah, no, I mean, people do not have a heart. I remember as a 12 year old, right? No, 10 year old, and it's 96, watching those Oscars being like, why is this boring ass yeah. movie winning everything? My parents took me to the Oscar party. I had not seen any of the nominated films. Damn. I said, what's good? It's Glamour. an English patient. I went down the ballot. My dad right. went, well, you're going to lose this one because Bacall's winning supporting actress. I went, right. why? I went, she's an old lady and she was in a bunch of old movies. She's married to, to a different Come on, guy. Whatever. And I was like, you said people like the English patient. I was the only one who got fucking Binoche right. Right. Because sure. wow. I just went, it's going to win every got, time. It, it, it sounds like you've got fines and Kristen's got representative yeah. of a long, boring movie when yeah. we were kids. Yeah, it was yeah. The, yeah. One. the one. It was the movie that it's we called tapes. long and boring. It was it's, the last Travago. Yeah, it was. And it was the rare. fines with a bandage on going. You know, it's right pre-DVD. It's one of the final ubiquitous two tapers. Yeah. That that and Titanic. Sound of music. Huge point. Titanic. Titanic has to be like the last. Titanic's the last gasp. I think English Patient is now like hugely underrated. Like now I really good. But it's because of the stereotype when we were kids. It's come all the way back around. We were like, what a snooze. We got to watch this whole thing. Now every movie is the English Patient. Anthony Minghella now, everyone's like, oh, the man 
who directed the masterpiece, The Talented Miss Ripley. And I'm like, that movie rocks too. But like, you know, he won eight fucking Oscars yeah. for this other movie. And right. they're like, never heard of it. And I, don't know I was too busy was watching of... The Mirror Has Been <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yes, right. um, I just, yeah, I, it's funny how it's now underrated. And Binoche yeah. is probably underrated. No, and yeah. Ripley was, was not, not super well liked when it came out. No, people were like, ah, too weird. It's certainly too seen dark. as a disappointment yeah, yeah, after yeah. English Patient. Yeah. Um, okay, so she turns into, yeah, Olivia Newton-John, and mm-hmm. she's a hotty baby. And, <laughs> My skin uh, is crawling this whole sequence. It's, not, it's I the worst sequence. thing. When like, she, I'm angry this is happening. It's the when worst thing. When she takes the plate of tomatoes and celery and carrots and sniffs it Ugh. lovingly, I was like, we got a problem Well, the worst, the worst is tough. when she hangs out with her best friend and says, I couldn't possibly eat a whole hamburger. Uh, for right. lunch? For lunch? For lunch? Brenda Vaccaro? Like, shut up. And Brenda Vaccaro is like, she becomes an abandoned asshole. She kind of becomes right. an asshole. She's Brenda Vaccaro like, correct me if I'm wrong, but Babs, you look exactly the same. Yes. You're just dressing You're differently. You're literally wearing tight clothes. It's right. The difference is cleavage, yeah. right? right? Basically, that's... Yeah. Right. Barbara wasn't going to gain weight, then lose it for this <laughs> no, role. Like, right. absolutely not. Okay, no. so then I'm like, all right, we're pulling... Okay, this is crazy, but we're landing the plane on the fifth act. And the, then they're like, no, we got to circle one more time. Brent, Pierce Brosnan is now single. Right, Amy has course. dumped him. Right. So now Rose will consider whether to date Pierce Brosnan, mm-hmm. her, right, original this, her original love. This very long makeover montage is intercut, which is happening over... For months is intercut with bridges in different foreign countries yes. calling her and getting angry and angry that she's and picking up the phone. Various, like, hey, European life. colleges about his number book. Yes, number I guess book. is that successful. Only in like Germany. Like, Again, he's like Hasselhoff. Did like, the audience yeah, like, shout out "Do the Primes" like it's Freebird? Yeah, right. You've just spent half of the movie trying to tell us that no one understands this book, and then the right. second half, it's like everyone loves this, this book, movie and they can't get enough. Figure of it. out who this guy is. He's big in Europe. That's literally a thing. Huge in Isn't Europe. he handsome? <laughs> yeah. So does she fuck? No, Pierce? she doesn't. No, no, she just considers. No, it. which yeah. is so. Fucking she annoying. Because fuck like she Diane, gets to the she yard line. Fucks Keanu Reeves. Thank yes. you. Yeah. They it's fuck. Like, yes. Yes. And then yes. she's like, "Yeah, this is a little ludicrous. I'm not going to date Barbara's him forever." So yeah. And this guy's actually Keanu. kind of yeah. insane. She, she dicks down with him. But she's, <laughs> had, she's had a crush on him this whole yeah. time. Yeah. Right. She like, should like, have a role in the yeah. game. At that point, yeah. you just you got to know. And yeah. also, it's like she's you know Bridges couldn't do it. Like, come on, she she should get with someone. Yeah, absolutely. Instead. He goes to her apartment. He says the wrong thing. And when she's at yeah, the quarter yard line. Right, right, right. Quarter yard line, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. Quarter yard line. 15 yard line. She's into baseball, not football. Quarter red, yard. What's the way you say this? The ends, the red zone. He's in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, he's on the one yard line. That, well, that's, that's what I was that's, looking, that's looking for. Thank you. He's sure. rounding yeah. third. He's it's rounding like they break the yards third. in the quarters. I really don't know anything oh, about wait, A bunch of college students suddenly looked up. <laughs> yeah. And he blows it. Yes. Because uh, well, he said, I guess I never realized I was always in love with you. Right. He's being mean again. He's nagging yeah, her. He unintentionally. Because yes, yes, yes. right. yes. I, I always was attracted to you, save for the pesky business of me not liking your face <laughs> or body. Or Basically hair. Is I what like he it says. more crimped and right. I was going to say, right. your face, which is the same, your body, which is the same, and your hair, which is slightly different. Yes, thank you. So, <laughs> yes. great. So, girly got a haircut. Girly got a haircut. It's this. The, the thesis of this movie is stop letting your mom do your hair. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Get a fucking haircut. Get a stylist. Yeah. Now, is it Park Avenue? Uh, you know, basically, Bridges comes back and... Uh, on this in Park Avenue, cleared mm-hmm. of traffic, they have yes. a twenty-minute conversation 
about how they do love each other it's and should get married. Call. Oh, wait, they are married. And no, they, that, that comes later. Because first he goes over to her. They, he she says no. Home. Oh, God, yes. She That's says, I want right. to break up. So this is long. the moment where it really feels full Apatow because yeah. it's like it's the, not, it's, the movie's like two well, hours. She won't let him talk. Minutes. So he's like, uh, 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 she's, she's sniffing like, no, the tomatoes. I've been thinking about this for three months. I'm skinny now and I'm hot and I got a new haircut. I hate that scene. I hate And he's like, let him say something. Jesus. Bros has this exact same thing where I'm watching it and I'm like, this movie should have gotten so much more praise and it's the scene where what's Wait, his name bros oh, yes. oh um yeah billy eichner god I can't no but the I other what's the other guy's name yeah, oh, the hallmark luke, guy luke luke McFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. luke mcfarland shows up and is like i figured it out i'm sorry i overreacted and billy eichner's like thank you for saying all that i need another 20 minutes to process right, right. i'm gonna go right. and the movie Dumb. does another cold yeah this movie yeah. could have been 90 minutes totally and it's the same thing where it's like they have the scene where it's like Man, you can resolve gross. this in this room. Mm -hmm. You let this whole thing play out. Let her get uncomfortable by the fact that he seems more interested now. But like, don't leave this room until this conversation is over. Mm -hmm. And instead, they both walk off and are like, "I need another thirty minutes of screen Ridiculous. time to, this to decide whether or not I want to fuck you." Yes, and that's yeah. all it is. Yes, he yes. also becomes nonverbal in this scene. <laughs> well, because he's like hubba hubba, he he's horny he's again. Can't deal with it. He, and and he can't speak. He can't yeah. breathe. He's on Siegel's couch, rolling around like Giamatti and Lady in the Water at one point, right? Yeah. And Siegel's like, "Go fight for her." I just I can't remember why they end up. I, I guess. I, every, every girl I've dated, I've given her a copy of Farewell to Arms. She thinks it's a diet book. Wow. I mean, it is crazy because so she you didn't have so to just like shoot me team on that one. Barbara, Barbara sees Jeff Bridges dance yeah. and mm. she loves how he dances. And so she decides in her mind that she needs to have him dance in the film because that's mm -hmm. what he's so naturally good at. Weird. And so I think she's fixated on having that be the end of the she movie. Has, she says but she, she specifically doesn't, doesn't like dancing. But she doesn't know how to get it in the film. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why we got 20 more minutes because then she's like, well, if they end up dancing together, that's what I well, what I want. The other, the On other the street. The other thing about why we get the other twenty minutes is the other scene that's in the book where she says, "I didn't know how to end it." Right. Yeah. And then she goes to the opera and, and she Puccini sees Puccini, and, blah, blah, blah. and she's like, "This is how I end it." Right. But it's like. How do you get them on the street with the man singing Puccini in right. the window? Well, we need another scene. How do we get to the other scene? We need a couple scenes between it. Like, it's wait. It, I was laughing from your intro because what if it was a guy just doing a podcast and you see they're hearing it out their window and they're like, "We love this podcast," <laughs> and then they're just like listening to the podcast about the big dig. How I just shit my pants. <laughs> it's just echoing out of the window. That's uh, real New York. But wait, the order is. She, they have this scene mm -hmm. in the apartment when he right. comes back and she rejects him. Then she goes to Pierce, where she's sort yes. of like, then she goes let's to Pierce see what and these goes can to do. Oh. Right, right. Then and then they meet Let's on really the test them out. Yeah. Right. And then, and they then meet he up. wears his beautiful coat. Then they have, right. And then he's like, wait, but like you're hot now. So like I do right, love you. She, and she goes to drinks with Mimi Rogers. Mm. To oh, talk about, about welcome to the world of oh, being right. pretty. Yeah. And Pierce yeah. is like, oh, there you are. Hubba mm -hmm. hubba. Mimi no Rogers see. does her own baby version of the Lauren Bacall. You're going to watch your mm -hmm. beauty disappear. You become the last woman they look at in the room. Which never happened to Mimi then Rogers. Then Pierce though, right? sees her. Then Pierce tells her Still that Mimi Rogers left him for the masseuse. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Then she turns Pierce down and they, they meet in the street. Mm -hmm. And they 
you know, kiss and decide to get married, remember that they already, already are married. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Good then line. they, yeah, they, it is. And then the guy is singing Pacini, which is fine. Lip syncing Pacini, which so is so funny. Oh, yeah, it's he's lip syncing it. That's funny. And he orchestrates the moment that she says doesn't happen in right. real life. Right. And, and that's they're what's literally so like, absurd. what? You and know? that's, I think that's a Nora moment because it's like only in New York. It's a Nora yes. moment, but it's also a fucking John Patrick Shanley moment. Like, true. Mm-hmm. She kind of did borrow from a lot of movies yeah. in the 80s and early 90s, mm-hmm. and she never once references them in the book. And it's like, do not tell me you weren't yeah, thinking of Moonstruck, Moonstruck sleeps yes. in Seattle when Harry met Sally. Right. She's a, this is a this is a demented the fly. Ver- <laughs> it's like you you put all those movies into yeah. the fly transporter, yeah. in transporter and it comes out with this and they're like, oh, I guess right. she can it's release also this. Borrowing from like 10 years of movies that got Oscar nominations and wins were huge hits and yeah. were critically beloved. Well, like she's and borrowing from And the she top said she year. wanted to make an easy movie that people liked and so she so that's what she's yeah. doing. She's yeah. making Frankenstein. And it's an easy movie that I like. It's Monster. just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, no. Much I, like Frankenstein's monster. Much like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, no, totally. No. Like, he's, I like him. He's one of my best friends. <laughs> Do you have He doesn't part, look normal. There's Go a ahead. great part in the book. So like when we're talking about, because we were like, she doesn't address the critics. So she does. Did you Do you remember this, Bobby? Wait, so she no. says, um, the reviews came in. Well, she says the box office was bigger than she'd ever had in her career, which is cool. The reviews came uh, Roger Ebert liked the movie and understood what I was trying yes. to say. Roger Ebert's review yeah. we have to talk about. It's so really he, positive. So he says it's good. And then she says, but other reviews were less than kind. That hurt. And it was amazing how young, some people managed to misinterpret the movie. A magazine editor in New York, well, she won't name, saw the picture and said, I don't like the message of the movie. It means you have to be beautiful to be loved. She completely missed the whole point. Rose just changed her attitude. Not her face, and Gregory actually started falling in love with the old, unglamorous Rose. That frightened him, and that's why he ran away. Now he has to come. He has come to terms with her new self, and the irony is that Gregory loves her in spite of the fact that she's prettier now. What? I don't know if I buy that. I no. think that is Skip 100% that what yes. that was the montage <laughs> that makes more not sense. not it. I think it's right. what the movie is no, trying to do and does not do at all, because uh-huh. the scene where she, where he goes over to their place and sees her for the first time in a while. It feels like that's what he's trying to get out of his system, but he's mm-hmm. also so horned He's like, up. I missed you. Right. You, you I missed were away. I you. missed you, but I missed you when you were we were gone. They I, never let him verbalize And when that. we tried well, to find her, her attitude never changed. A lot of numbers. Her attitude is always the same. When they were yes. trying to fuck, the reason why he rejects her is partially because he's like, this is now it's not how it's supposed to work. Right. And I'm so tr- on one track minded. But also, doesn't he get that weird, horny, confused thing? Because yes. I, think, I think towards the end, he's like, when they have dinner and he and he's kind of like, when she goes to the bathroom, <laughs> he's like, he like falls or whatever. Yeah. He's getting horny. Yeah. Okay. So God, I didn't even put that together. So it's a callback to his. His, oh God. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm just, too he's a when he goes wildly coyote. So, yeah. If yeah. you kind of think about that, it's like he's in love with her mind and sure. then he comes around to the rest of her. He, it's the perfect falls, bite. It just right. takes him a while to perfect It takes him a while that he realizes, oh, I actually do like this woman in a 360 way and all, you know, all of it. You almost need, if you're going to do the makeover, you almost need him at the end to say, I miss the way you used to look. Right. Take all of this off. Of course. Straighten your hair again or whatever you had with your hair. It's brown. Brown. Make it brown. Yeah. <laughs> I There's the very Nora line that I think is so funny where he's like, you're so practical and like, you know, whatever. And she's like, God, I sound like an airline. I think that's a really <laughs> funny line. Yeah. Uh, Brian Adams singing over the credits, I think, is a huge misfire. I know he yeah. was hot 
shit like in this moment right. but like that song is it doesn't fit the, song's the movie not good no, either. Not, I do miss love theme from blank yeah. I think that yeah. is a thing that should come she back should fucking she, hum, she hummed that by the way what she wrote was, that by humming because she's crazy there was one, she can't someone. write music so she just hummed she just it hums. and they said we'll write this and yeah sure my other favorite line was another Lauren Bacall I should be dead not having conversations. I wrote that down. That's great. Right. That's like, really she has like, a, I mean, I made my coffee is a really good line. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the bit where Mimi Rogers is like, if you keep behaving this way, I'm going to uh, blow your Christmas, your, your birth certificate into a Christmas card. <laughs> and Lauren Bacall is like, I never should have encouraged you to speak. Yeah. Like yes. that shit. Yeah. I'm like, this is, you know, this is juicy. And there's enough of that, that it kind of makes you lose sight of the fact that the plot is so right. dumb. I feel like yeah. it's crazy. We're going through this plot and it's like so absurd it's, and we're kind of sounding like it's bad. But the the line, this movie is written so nicely. It's so fun to watch. It's like, which really, was Roger Ebert's never compliment to it. Right. His yeah. major compliment was that he liked listening to them talk to each yes. other. Two articulate people yeah. talking circles yeah. around love for that two yeah. A movie that's actually trying to dig into complicated dynamics, right. whether it presents them realistically, right. it is or not dealing well. with a yeah. superficial fails, but it's type trying of really hard. Yeah. The thing I always remember is uh, his, when they talked about this movie on uh, Siskel and Ebert at mm-hmm. the movies, uh, Siskel did the sort of line that every critic was doing of oh, the whole movie is look at me I'm so ugly Vanity, but we the audience yeah, supposed to tell her right. that she's beautiful and she's always lit like this framed like this and Ebert's like the one guy in this period who I saw push back on this I think correctly where he was like Gene you are being disingenuous if you are pretending that you are not aware of how you play on camera Right. And your own angles mm-hmm. and what you need to wear and how wow. you need to be styled and what you eat. Like, we're both on TV, right? And Eber basically made this point of, like, neither of us are in a position that is as sexualized as Barbara Streisand. Well, but even for, for yourself, being right? two intellectuals on a, like, movie review show, yeah. we're obviously don't give thinking this about this all read. the time. We're yeah. obviously always asking, Right, don't hey, slam someone for doing what we know right, is part of this. Right. And they're just like, well, we don't think of ourselves as primarily being beautiful, so when we're doing it, it's pragmatic, it's not vain. But Barbara, it's viewed as this is an obsessive control. Also, she shoots herself. It's beautiful. She looks great, and the yeah. movie yes. looks great. Like she has. It's not like she's just shooting herself, and everyone looks like a hot mess, and it's so weird no, and distracting from the movie. Great. It's like the movie looks great. New York looks great. Mm-hmm. She looks great. New York looks great. That's they shot it. it all on location. And they built sets in like the Harlem Armory. That's so hard. Apparently, like, it she... snowed a lot. <laughs> Did you read this? Is yeah. in the book that apparently the, the Whitney, coldest winter. The Whit- it was a cold winter, and the Whitney asked for her Edward Hoppers that she privately owns. I was wow. saying about this. say. Hey, said, hey, can you lend them out? And she was like, no, I'm too busy. And then she's like, I should have lent them out. Because I, I could have looked at them. She, yeah. she didn't want them to be away from her for that long. And How she many fucking hoppers is she sitting two. on? Okay. They wanted two. Okay. They wanted two. She could have gone and seen um, them. No, yeah. she's so funny about this this stuff. Also, in the beginning of the chapter, she says, you know, I went to shoot this movie. I hoped it wouldn't take that long. And my, my Malibu house needed renovations. So I said, uh, by the time I get back, they'll be done. And th- this is like what I wow. love about her, where it's like, the practical, like she went home to Malibu, the renovations were done, and she said, Well, that's that with the movies. I love my little house. I'm not leaving. And she's never left since. Oh, I, got, I got them all in the basement. She's I don't got know them all. Um, Brosnan defends. There were a lot of reports at the time, you know, the, sort of this narrative of like, This movie's out of control. She's such a diva. People sure. hate working for her. Oh, you no. know, Jeff Wells for Entertainment Weekly wrote mm-hmm. a slam article in 1996 saying that, like, 
15 co-workers had quit, you know, over the course of production because she's such a tough boss and all that. I that's do weird. think that's Jeff true. Jeff never has problems She with talks women. about that in the in the thing. Yeah. She's very demanding. She's Brosnan very demanding. says, I've seen male directors throw tantrums and nobody says a peep. Right. Yeah. He defends her. She's um, kind of the OG that, you know. Um, and the movie, yeah, it made its budget. It made $41 million. It costs about $42 million. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it made you know. a little more worldwide. Critics slammed it. It mm-hmm. lost its Oscars, and it didn't get any real major Oscar consideration, obviously. This is one of those movies where it's like, I would love the rental data. Yeah. Like, yeah, rental I data. Think, right, there's like, money. Give me this. Mo- movies for moms. Movies for moms. This might have been, like, the top blockbuster rental of 1997. <laughs> yeah. There's and a very good chance. Since this film, she has appeared in three movies. Two yes. Fockers oh, and The yeah. Guilt Trip. The That's Guilt it. Trip. She's never directed. I think it's very telling that the three movies she's done after this are her just playing overbearing Jewish Mothers. mother in over-comedy. Right, where, where it's like she barely has to do anything to be good at that. Like she's, But not yeah. only that, like she's totally stepping as far away as she can from the Barbara persona where anyone can like... You know, in, in the Fockers movie, she is hyper-sexualized, hyper-confident. There is no who-me kind of thing. And Guilt Trip, she's, like, actually a wallflower right. kind of introvert. Right. But she's not giving them the space to critique her for doing the same thing over and over again. And it's like, you read all these reviews, and they're just like, why can't Barbara get over the fact that her schnoz is this big and we all critique yeah. it? Where people are feeding into the complex at the same yeah. time as they're critiquing her for thinking about it. She becomes, like, the silliest comedy version of different types of of older Jewish archetypes where no one can go back to the same insults anymore or critiques, let's say. And she's not really acknowledging that that was definitely going through her mind in the memoir. You know, it's something that she doesn't even want to touch, really. Yeah. The one movie she wishes she directed since this movie is Hidden Figures. What? Which she was given the script and was interested. Wow. And I think because she's so fucking slow and, you know, hems and haws, Fucking Ted Melfi gets attached, and you know that that's movie's why Gypsy happen. is the only movie yeah. that she could possibly Basically. do ever for the rest of her directing career. That is the one movie, though. She's publicly expressed like, "I wish I had directed that," and that's she's right. like, "And I think you did a good job with it." Like, no yeah, one like, else is going to direct Gypsy or make it. No, so it has to be no. her, no, or it's not going to happen. And she, she's not in a race with anyone except for herself. Well, she's in a race with time and time. But, yeah, well, herself, yeah. Yeah, that's herself. I yes, guess. Mm-hmm. right. Did she? Um, you would know this. Did she ever? What was her comment on? Because I know she said something about the Gaga Star is Born. What was her commentary? Because she did see it. She didn't. She, liked she didn't. It. She didn't black she it out. She liked it. She did like it. Yes, okay. which She's is kind of pro Gaga. She's pro, right? but yeah. that's huge for her right. to even acknowledge that it exists. That's what I'm saying with the funny girl right? thing yeah, about yeah. Leah Michelle. Like I don't even think yeah. she acknowledged it existed. Yeah. Maybe she did, but she never went to mm-hmm. see it. No, she definitely watched a Star is Born. I mean, I think her Star is Born is not kind of. You know, lauded as yeah. much as, but the but the I, nose I, thing and the oh, Gaga, right. we it, got shades of Barbara there. Uh, and I know it's Gaga's two, own two quote unquote yes. ugly ducklings who yeah. are actually beautiful, right? Right. But, yes. But that movie, uh, the Bradley movie, is so indebted to the Barbara movie specifically, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also we've been making the argument that. Bradley, as a filmmaker, is maybe closer to Barbara than any of the other star-turned directors that wow. he tends to get lumped in with. That's mm. probably his closest parallel. Yes. My, that's so true. Of anyone. Yes. They're both so yeah. into it. That's why yeah. They're both really rocks. into it and really, like, I'm hideous. Well, and every, yeah. time, yes. every time I, I hear some love? gossipy, yes. like, oh, you won't believe what a diva 
Cooper is being about like, oh, it's got to be shown here. I'm like, I yes, want. He cares. that's yes. what I want. He I want gives three a Madonna yes. directors. Yes. Like, right. We don't have those anymore. Right. It's like, what is the what is the iconic? Um, who is who is on the actor studio? And Bradley Cooper's in the audience because he's a student. So and they keep cutting to Bradley and it's before he's famous and he's just staring. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. obsessed. Didn't he ask a question? He, he asked a question. question two different episodes. He asked in Sean Who Penn Sean and Penn. De Niro. And De Niro, De Niro, De Niro. He's in the audience for multiples, but those are the oh. two where he asked questions. He's like, of course that guy has taken it I do wonder, and, and maybe after, and when Barbara saw A Star is Born, I bet she reached out to Bradley Cooper. No question. If anyone. No yeah. question. Because he's a direct, because she was like, wow, like. You really directed this yeah. the hell out of you know like yeah. this is to me you are versus Gaga though like mm-hmm. I'm sure she was like oh Gaga that's amazing slay mama but to but Bradley oh Bradley's a creative oh. yeah <laughs> slay mama slay mama <laughs> slay mama Barbara Streisand has she never said slay Gaga mama. a nice note yeah or like yeah. flowers yeah. she sends a box like yeah. you know yeah. Rachel our friend Rachel Ziegler on the Starsborn episode yes. talked about her surprise gift from Bath she got Wait, a Barbara box get? with a handwritten note oh yeah. my god like without obviously just it just appeared it just, one day yeah. yes that's um, amazing all right box office game griffin before we wrap on barbara oh, wow yeah no is it i mean are there any other final thoughts on mirror oh music i love the music it's beautiful. i think the music is beautiful the music is great it's just again it's just like it's 80s. classic it's classic yeah. this it's, just movie's just a little swells. out of time right it beep boop loops sometimes but that's, that's what makes it that's what makes it so fascinating to me it's like remember the remember the horrible um what was that horrible Christmas movie that was on Amazon last year that was almost fine? Hmm. The one with Zoe Deutsch. Fuck. I love Zoe Deutsch. I can't believe Something I from Tiffany's. This. Okay. Oh, yeah. Something from yeah. Tiffany's. It is as close as <laughs> yeah. I've seen. It was okay. In, 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 the, in the world of st- streaming holiday movies, okay. it was almost theatrical. Mm. It was like almost there, but there's no score. Yeah. There's oh, like, literally right, right. no score. Yeah, it's like empty you, hallway. And if, and if they had just added music, it would have made it twenty percent better. Yeah. And this movie has the music that you want, where it all—it's like distractingly good. Yes. It's like it—it's. I think it, it's even composed by Barbara Streisand. That's one of the credits. It's like composed by Barbara oh, Streisand. Oh, she hummed the hell out of it. Even if the movie is is Kukuluni insane, like it does enough stuff well that it distracts you from how Kukuluni insane it is. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Since this it's, movie, Hamlish did, he did Informant and Behind the Candelabra for Soderbergh, oh, both of which were candle. like, Labra. obviously Soderbergh is like, I have a mood, I wish. Yeah. He died you know, like, so much younger than I did. thought. But did you know, do you know the only other movie he was involved with in all was, is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Which I, you know, where, like, I think Makes they're sense. using his music. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's original But music. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days that's is kind of going of for the that. simplified version of this movie yeah. that's just like, pitch it for the mall, take out the complexity. I'd rather watch this than How, how to Lose a Guy, I weirdly, as much as I love... Okay, that's it. I find that movie absolutely insufferable. I I agree. I cannot. There's something I find kind of gross about that movie that I can't put my finger on. Leaning on each other in the poster. Well, the poster is great. I've no notes for the poster. If you broke that That movie down like we just did this movie, you'd be like, "This movie makes no sense." Well, that is that is the movie that I always think about when 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 you see the conversation about like, "Oh, the rom com's dead. Bring the rom com back." It's like not that one. Even when we had the rom com, they weren't good. Ninety percent of them were not. It's the thing about the rom com's dead thing is like you're like, well, look at where. Ended up. Yes. And it's the same with the straight comedy, you know, like the, you know, the kind of star-driven comedy. Sure. Where you're like, you look at the last few years, it's like, well, we were left with like Amy Schumer. No offense to Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. But like these vehicles where it's like, it's, it got a little tired. 
now it'll come McCarthy back. ran through her goodwill. Yeah, very McCarthy. Quickly. You know, like right. where it's like people got sick of that and they yeah. got sick of the Matthew McConaughey rom coms and you know whoever get fucking yeah. Heigl. People got yeah. well Heigl. I we've made the argument Heigl that drove a stake through it. Yeah. No, that the real killer of the rom com is Gerard Butler. This Butler. is an argument we put <laughs> forward. Butler, but Butler's yes. doing oh, yeah. like Jerry. three of them. But now we have forty thousand Christmas themed rom coms yes. on on various Lifetime adjacent right, that, streamers that play when you're. Dead on your couch. That are dead, literally not breathing. Dead. Just Awful. autoplay. Right. right. So yeah. it's like we don't have rom-coms. We do. Have They're you seen the one not where, where you think they are? Asa Butterfield gets stuck in the train station and he has to end up. Ah, fuck. What was it called? Wait, is that? that? You just made it up right now. <laughs> Asa Butterfield gets stuck in a train station? Sign me up. What's the, Is that Let It Snow? No, uh, your Christmas or mine? Your no, Christmas Jesus. or mine? Your I Christmas know they're or stuck mine? I just saw a good one called Xmas. Did you see this being no. advertised on Amazon? Oh, like, oh, like EX. EX? Yeah, Fuck it's Leeton Meester and the guy from Upload, one of my faves, the main oh, guy. Oh, you love Logan? Upload? No, he's, no, no, he's the other. No, he's from Arrow. Oh, Amel. He's I not. Love... He's Stephen Amel. He's Stephen Amel. Right. He's the brother of, of the other guy. Of And it's a cute. It's a cute family. But those movies. <laughs> is Genie out? Genie's Stop out. If you try to watch Genie, Genie's on Peacock. You, you're you're a TV expert. Bobby is obsessed like, with having seen Genie. I not no the movie Sims, itself, but no one has seen Genie. I texted the trailer since he didn't even respond. It's the it's only time I can remember bad. David having no comment I, I, on I a text. I feel like it's not bad. Wait. Speaking of you. Oh. Speaking of you. What did you think about when Nessun Dorma started playing? What did I think about when it started playing? What did you playing? think about when Puccini started playing? Like Have what did it, when Turundo, of when Turundo started playing at the end of this? What did it make me think what of? What did it make question? you think Fuck. about? Well, it's a quiz or something. Well, this is the thing. Who's I was asking watching you the it. question. Bobby Finger is asking me the question. What other iconic scene is set to this song? This is what I was trying to remember. I mean, there are plenty, but yeah. <laughs> which one? The most Rogue Nation Flute Gun. Oh, of course! <laughs> I was like, wow, this scene, this song really does inspire things in people. <laughs> yes. I, I just I, love how, how in, in inspirational opera continues to be to like It filmmakers. can inspire you they, to assassinate. They hear an aria and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. You take out your flute guy. doing Nessun Dorma might be like the most famous like vocal performance yeah. ever recorded. That and Probably. Vin Diesel doing Rihanna's Day. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Those are the two. <laughs> Those are the two. Um, no, I think yeah, we're circling a thing here, right? Yeah. Which is, it, there are a lot of reasons and ways that led... Reason, the whole complication of the sort of rom-com on life support, certainly mm -hmm. theatrically, right? A lot of it is this issue of like, well, you can just put them on fucking Hallmark and streaming services right. yeah. and make them no cheap effort. with yeah. people who aren't really stars and people eat them up as like passive the entertainment. Yeah. They love the formula. Yeah. But what you're missing is these movies actually need to be produced at a big budget. Well, they're magical yes. when done right. All yeah. I know is that yeah. Sony has currently dated for Valentine's Day Madam Web, the most romantic ah, film. Her well, father her in the jungle. Was in the jungle. Her, researching, researching spiders, spiders right, before right before she died. died. Yeah. Researching yeah. spiders right, right before, before she died. died. She died mysteriously. Did you see she dropped weird her agency like last week? Who, Madam Web? No, Dakota, <laughs> Dakota Johnson dropped. I Dakota thought I Johnson could see everything. Dropped her agent like I thought she could see the like picture. Like 48 hours after I mean, after can you imagine came. the amount of female leads who were like, uh, no. You know, like, and then finally some Ma agent is... So she's a spider? Like, Not really. No. So why is she... Well, we can send you a graphic... No, no I think I can. No. Even a movie expensive can look ugly. Example, Madam Web. But you're so, Clarkson, who's oh, right. one of the best Good TV, TV directors. Director, right. uh, well, yeah. but you're Everyone so right. said it looked like a CW pilot. Yeah. Production design is 
is half is, is half unfortunately half of the this thing. Is, no, so this shooting is the only location. Location. look lush. And Home again is this like mm-hmm. amazing case study of what does a Nancy Myers movie look like with no money? And you're yeah. like not the same. Yeah, right. the, the same. vibes. And why are do you think off? we're yeah. obsessed with Gilded Age? Because it's yes. good. No, because it looks incredible, and it they're not incredible. making movies like that. It looks incredible. But look, this complicated discourse cycle, which <laughs> we obviously in small part fed into of Nancy being upset that everyone focuses on the kitchens in her movies right. and mm-hmm. saying that's not all that it's Our about. Fault. I'm like, yeah, but also the fact is you're the only person who got to make movies with kitchens at this scale. Yes. In a way that's yeah. equivalent to James Cameron being the only guy who gets to shoot water correctly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's Nancy like, is hearing, oh, we love your kitchens. Nancy's not hearing people say, like, we love how much money you're able to spend on film yes. and nobody yeah. spends and money on film anymore. It's being communicated right. to her. In the super for film. She, that's why she's so angry because all she hears is people being like, kitchens, kitchens. kitchens. Right. Oh, yeah, and it's like, well, she's no. hearing a misogynistic yeah. version of it completely fairly, but yes. it's, it's never been communicated to her well. Well, I don't no. think she's able never. to. Yeah, well, yes. And she will penetrate and, the bubble. And, well, one of us and it's been communicated day. to her so many times that she will reject any future if communication. If she hears right. the word kitchen, right. She, yeah. she'll, she's she's like, I will fucking kill you. Yeah. Yeah. I will fucking kill you. <laughs> she, she will. I hear her next movie is going to take place in a studio apartment. <laughs> Where's the kitchen? <laughs> Fucking point there it out There isn't even me. a galley kitchen. Justice for Rachel Handler. They don't even got a have, hot pot. They don't even have counter space for a microwave. <laughs> These motherfuckers they have, have a an induction cooker. pan. That's it. <laughs> the film, I should also point out, it did lose best song, this film. Yes. Yeah, um, two in 1996. Evita. Good. You must okay. love me. That song was Was that bad. Evita's only win? It was Evita's only nom and win, maybe. Wow. Uh, that movie was also kind of roundly, you know, seen as a vanity project at the time. Um, no, I'm a, wrong. It got it got it got some tech noms. There's an yeah. SNL sketch that is the three actresses angry that they got snubbed for the Oscar. Sure, and it's Madonna. Sherry O'Terry playing uh, Debbie Reynolds for Mother. Yes. Okay. From I'm this year. Guessing Molly Shannon played Madonna, and I'm trying to remember who the third person would have been. But it was like three big actresses who all didn't get the nom after campaigning really hard. Uh huh. Okay. Sherry O'Terry as Debbie Reynolds is like it was. I gotta money see it. In the I gotta see bank. It. Wow. Yeah. You can find it's a Nightline sketch. You got uh-huh. Terrell Hammond doing Koppel. Of course. Uh, it looks like Anna Gasteyer plays Madonna. Okay. Uh. Uh, Sherry O'Terry as Debbie Reynolds, which does look like Money in the Bank, uh-huh. and Molly Shannon as Courtney Love for People versus Larry. Okay, Fleet. have have we discussed this? One of my favorite SNL '90s. Well, maybe it was the year 2000. One of my favorite celebrities as another celebrity on SNL was Gwyneth Paltrow as Sharon Stone in a random sketch oh, with yeah. Sherry oh, yeah. O'Terry. Yes, it's an it's it's one of her best roles. Gwyneth Paltrow as Sharon Stone. A one so I was obsessed with was knowing that both Drew Barrymore and Tom Green had hosted shortly before this. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the thing where Drew Barrymore and Tom Green's house caught on fire? Yes, and they say the dogs yeah. were saved yes. or whatever. And I knew they did a sketch parodying it on SNL, and I was like, who the fuck would have played the two of them? Great question. And the answer was Jimmy Fallon is Tom Green. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Sure. And Katie Holmes weird. is Drew Barrymore. Very I bet weird. that was bad. Was it bad? Weird. It was bad. Really yeah. weird. Love Katie like Holmes. That. Love her. But that's celeb on celeb violence. Although Katie you know Holmes recently her. went on Drew Barrymore and had a great time, apparently. Okay. I just Googled their name. Katie Holmes together. is having the time of her life right now. Yeah. Uh, and we are here for it. Yes. The box office box game, office. Griffin. November 15th, 1996. What is this movie opening against? What is the other new release is that we have covered? Against Jerry? It is not. Okay. <laughs> I think Jerry Maguire is December. full on Christmas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do want to point out the English Patient is opening this week on 10 screens. Wow. It's buried in the... Uh, okay, wow. so what's in November 96? It's a family film. It's a family film. Yes. It's opening I to I it $27 million. Oh. Yesterday. Is Mars Attacks October? Is it still it's kicking around? It's not Mars Attacks. No, but I know. I'm just Mars saying. Attacks did not come out. 
It hasn't come out? Oh, no. it's December 2. Yeah. Yes. Me? I have no freaking idea. Do you think you know Bobby? Oh, well, I, 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 really, oh, I saw it yesterday when I was looking stuff up. It's yeah. a family. I have no idea. I covered it on this podcast. M- main feed? Yeah. And it's not a Zemeckis. It's not a Spielberg. No, it's not a director we've covered. It was a special episode. It was a special episode? It's yes. Space Jam? Space Jam. <laughs> People could choose between Mirror Has Two Faces and God. Space Jam. It was oh, a Newman no, family. No, it never had a chance. Yeah. No, it's open. Mirror is opening to 12 at uh-huh. number three. Space yeah. Jam is Barbara's opening to Barbara's best 20, opening, basically. too. That's wild. Yeah. And she didn't even win the week. Like, no. She didn't even She didn't even beat the second week of second week. a star-driven thriller, which is at number two. Oh, oh, oh. Space Jam's number one. Sure. New this week. Number two. Star-driven thriller. The Jackal? No, great, great, great guess. Thank you. Better than that. Better than that, okay. I would say the Jackal's one of my plugins for better like, than this that, type but a more canceled. <laughs> if star. I have to guess, in the top. a more canceled, more canceled. Star. Is not it the negotiator? Bruce Willis has been canceled at all. Uh, not the negotiator. Less more canceled, or less, can- less canceled. <laughs> maybe. Fuck. Okay. More or less canceled. It's Still welcome in Hollywood, but kind of in a weird. Is way. it a Mel? Mel Gibson. It's a Mel. Right. He's less canceled than yes. Kevin Space. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's getting Oscar nominated. It's not Ransom, is it? It's Ransom. Ransom. Oh, Ransom. Dare I say it? Ransom was a big titty hit. <laughs> Ransom's good. I like Ransom too. was. A, I did get my first text this week. Someone saying you have to stop Griffin saying big, big titty hit. Yeah. Ben is now nodding solemnly. Yeah, I, I agree have with a that. Mic this week. I point them towards network. Yeah, that's from the defense that Patty Trayevsky. No, Robert Duvall says. Wait, you didn't invent big titty hit? No, he says we got a big fat. Big titty hit. All right. Well, then I guess you can say it. I can. All right. <laughs> Take it up with Patty. Two more weeks. Uh, number four, the box office, a great film, uh, grown-up thriller. Um, you love it. I love this. Is movie. it generally considered great film? I think it's well regarded okay. now. At okay. the time, it was. It got okay. Was it sort of a TNT grower? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's female. It's a female movie. It's okay. four women. It's four um, women in a thriller. So it's an unusual thing. You know, there's we're not talking a lot like of one big female star. No, they're like four. Oh, four. You're saying four. I thought you were saying it's intended for women. No, it's intended for women with four women. Four women in a thriller. On the poster. Four yes. women in a thriller. You don't see a lot of those. Sex no. City and City 2. And it's not like a horror <laughs> movie. It's very much a thriller. Yeah, it's like a... <laughs> That's uh, a horror no? movie. That's okay. a horror movie. Yeah, that movie yeah. is a nightmarish, <laughs> Lovecraftian it's horror scary. film. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 7, when she Sex runs in the Aiden. City 2. Oh, she goes to Dubai. It's Aiden so has scary. kids. <laughs> Lawrence of Mylabia. Yes, of exactly. Oh, That's what she says. No, I know. Mm-hmm. Four women in a thriller. So like four women above... <laughs> Now you sound like a Hollywood executive wanting to reject so this one. Women. You're saying there's four women? Uh, can we cut that in about half? About the title? Yes. yes. Uh, it's a great film. Uh, it's from a director, I think. Oh, oh, is it Set It Off? F. Gary Grace Set It a Off. A movie you love. Incredible movie. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, phenomenal film. An incredible movie. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, F. Gary Gray's 90s, including The Negotiator, yeah. are quite strong, and he's sort of become a bit of a boring director. We have talked but... about F. Gary Gray was very much a guy on our long list of, like, he'd be fun to cover sometime, and he has talked us out of it with really? his last five or six years of choices. I, I read Jada Pinkett Smith's memoir, uh-huh. and I was so bummed, like, it. she doesn't talk about, she doesn't talk about any F. Gary Gray movies. Like, she mm. talks about... <sighs> She doesn't talk about Set It Off. She doesn't talk about... Um, Does she talk about Collateral? She doesn't talk about Collateral. She doesn't talk about... What else? Girl's Trip. Does she talk Matrix? 
Uh, she's obsessed with being in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. she talks about the Matrix. She has a lot. the vibe of being because like, she the Matrix because she yes. auditioned for the Carrie Ann Moss role, didn't right. get it, was bummed about it, but then they came to her uh, for the sequels, yeah. and she was absolutely thrilled. She loves Naomi, and she was and she was Good sad that uh, Will didn't want to be Neo. Man, imagine if yeah. they were in it together. She and was I was sad like, but like be being Neo. in the cast of Set It Off and not having a thing to say about it. That is, is weird. so weird. That and is weird. weird. Imagine if Matrix Resurrections was coming out during the collapse of their marriage. <laughs> that would be great. That'd be good. What do you mean? Their marriage collapsed in like the fucking Eisenhower yeah, seven years, seven years ago. Thing. Yeah. See, their marriage collapsed ago. before they ever met. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> collapsed. Yeah. Collapsed they were mirror having two faces. They were like, all right, so we hate each other, but yeah. let's get married. But uh, I, actually, I think they probably came up with as Yes. Wild yes. of a set of they rules did as Jeff Bridges. They did and two faces. Maybe they should yeah. remake Mirror Has Two Faces. The two of them? Yeah. yeah. Uh, number five at the box office, one of my favorite movies of all time. One of your favorite movies of all time. Uh, In what genre? How to describe? In what Are you oh, getting wow. misty eyed? Teen romance. Teen? It's not clueless? No. It's not clueless. Not very, very, a very dramatic film. Oh, it's very dramatic? Yes. It's not. Uh, uh, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. It is. It is. Baz Luhrmann's William Fifth Shakespeare's place? Romeo plus we... Juliet. It's been out for three weeks. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm like, wow. It's doing a good job. I've just one of maybe the top ten most rewatched movies for this for David Sims. Me too. Wow. Me too. If I count my teenage years, 100. percent Cute. Definitely up there. Uh, you've also got Sleepers. Mm-hmm. No, no comment. First Never Wives Club. Oh, oh terrible God. competition for Mirror because that's yeah. way more fun. And I'm also just tricking my notes here. How much money did First Wives Club make? It was a hit, right? It was. It made in fact, it looks like yeah. a big five titty million dollars. Now that's <laughs> the century that is, mark. That is like that's so one of incredible. one of the most perfect movies ever made. I think I would. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I'm being that just was, like a, a it's total a, it's, it's, lunatic. It is the opposite of this movie. It's just it's so easy to watch. It's like. God, the it, fact you could see Romeo and Juliet a, and then first it's a movie Wives you can watch same casually weekend. and enjoy. Yeah, exactly. It's a movie you can watch hyperactively and enjoy yes. the minutia of that movie. And it's what eighty nine minutes long. I was, and and most importantly, yeah. it's a movie that like could play on a plane or not. could have like an Alamo Draft House like watch along yes. party very, screening with yes. people mm-hmm. yelling shit. Um. So number eight is number High School High, which we were just talking about. Very sensitive film. <laughs> John Lovitz goes to sure, sure, uh, sure. high school and he has an afro on the poster. Uh, number nine, Ghost and the Darkness, underrated oh. 90s, hmm. like a vowel. Yeah, fun. every middle school class, every boy in my class in middle school was obsessed with Ghost in the Darkness. Really? Uh, and I multiple multiple times I went over to the houses of like other boys in my class and they would want to watch it and I'd be like I'm not allowed and so I never saw it were you actually not allowed or you just I was not it's rated R and it's like extremely violent so you couldn't see mom movies for moms or anything rated R what the heck were you watching just watch it and I'd be like (laughs) I'm not allowed I can't watch Ghost in the Darkness with okay, you. Okay, but going to other people's houses and watching movies that you weren't allowed to watch is literally my your entire that's my whole life I said Derek I can't that is, <laughs> and that is exactly the difference between us. Yeah. Ghosts, that is darkness. That says everything uh, you should know about how different how, the difference. We're going to have to watch the Indian in the cupboard. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's not, a good movie. It's, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah I mean, God. come on, Steve Coogan. Uh, should to, I watch yeah. Ghosts in the Darkness? No, it's, Steve Coogan's in Indian in the cupboard. Is he? Are you conflating it with Night Museum, where he's a little tiny no, Roman? No, no, no. <laughs> well, he is a little. He's right. a little tiny Roman. Isn't he a cowboy in Indian in the cupboard? I'm going to look this up. 
No, he's not a cowboy. Am I conflating? Well, there it? is a cowboy in the yeah, there it's a small, is. There's, there's a small cowboy. He's the cowboys well, they're played both by. Yeah, he's in fucking Indian. There's a play. God, you were just you really got in my head there for because he does play a little tiny Roman. But he plays. So he's played two tiny guys. He plays a little tiny guy in this one too. He he plays, that's so cute. Oh, that's I think so he nice. plays like a British war guy. Like he's he's like a, a Tommy in we're the like museum. A, we're like one film away from me being able to curate my Metrograph series pocket size Coogan. <laughs> that is the three night at the museums in the end of the cupboard, and I just need one. She must more. have been small in something else. Is he small in Film Night? Like, does she carry him around in a little bag? Oh, yeah. Pocket Coogan. Uh, number ten, the box office feel good hit of the year, Michael Collins. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's, but yes, as you say, Lindsay, I got a could, very particular set of protests. You can see Space Jam. That movie's obviously 37 minutes long. Incredible. Get out of there. Thank yeah, you, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. You could, I needed you someone a, to like a that. A double feature. You could do Mirror has Two Faces, Space I Jam. Didn't hear it. I need to, I could say it again. Just say it again. I got a very particular set of protests. <laughs> yes. Very good. Mm. Very good. Mm. Mirror has two faces. Protests that make me a nightmare for local politicians. <laughs> Wow. <sighs> Movies used to be so good. Yeah. Now that's that is what I now I'm like that is what I Wonka? thought. Everyone's saying it's good. Every time I watch a movie from 1996 or 1997, <laughs> yeah. I think movies used to be so good. I but know. I think it's what Griffith was saying earlier. They used to look so good. They used to look. They really used to be meticulous. Yeah. yeah. They just yes. looked fucking great. And like this chapter with her complaining about the focus puller. Yeah. She's like the fucking focus puller. Amir has two faces. Wow. Wasn't doing it right. It's like people used to care. People used to care about the focus. People puller. used to care. Ugh. So. But rank rank Barbara's movies, Griff. There's three of them. Oh. Yentl's the best, right? And then I I guess I it's have tough. to put Prince of Tides ahead of this. But what do you oh, want? Really? What does your heart do? I like do? Prince of Tides more than you, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very pro Prince of Tides. But I also like Star is Born. Well, are we ranking? Wait, I guess wait, you're ranking her director? We're directing? Yeah, but we did an episode on Star is Born because she basically ghost directed it. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, but I would put Star is Born last. Yeah, I think Without that's the ranking. Yeah. It, we until Prince of Tides, Star is Born. I'm sorry, uh, Mirror has two faces. Yeah, yeah, Star is Born. Yentl is the best. Yentl's her yeah, one. Yentl is the, the is her the one unqualified triumph. Yes. she's really. That's I really think good Prince movie. of Tides is a qualified triumph. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's also like it's just she she had for not having made many films. Her directing career is important in a lot of ways. You know, like, it is not uh, accidental or coincidental that the night that Catherine Bigelow was very clearly going to win the Oscar for Hurt Locker, Barbara is the person they had give it to her. Right. And I think she opens the envelope and says it's about time. Yes. Right? Yes, she That's does. the yes. moment. Yeah. It was like she was seen she, as this she figure. She knew what to do. You know, she, yes. she's a performer. Yes. Consummate. And people went out of their way to ridicule her. Yes, even when she accomplished something great. Yes. And also, you don't need to direct that many movies to be like a director. Like, she no. just, to me, embodies like a director who gives a she real an shit. Artist. And we talked about that takes fucking forever for her to choose something, for her to do it, for her to get it together. Like, but you also think about in the same period of time that she's making movies, Beatty, Eastwood, Costner, <laughs> Gibson, right. all win best directors and all have similar things where it's like, these guys, they're very particular mm -hmm. and the movie's gone over budget and over schedule and it comes out and they're like, we were all wrong. Yeah. Here's everything in the world we take you seriously. Well, you Clint know? Eastwood, Clint Eastwood would be like, would be like, it took you how long to make The Mirror well, has Clint, two faces? Clint, I guess, is the opposite. He's like, I would have done this in a weekend. I Clint would have done one mirror. It's, movie, it's right. true. One mirror, one face. <laughs> he, no, <laughs> he would have made ten face. mirrors with ten the faces. The mirror cannot have two faces. <laughs> no. 
Um, can't wait for Gypsy. 2050. I We're going to get it. That would be great. She's going to do it. Yeah. Like she fucking Clint Eastwood's making a movie right as we speak. She yeah. can do it. So, so she can What's do it. it she now? finished her 10-year book. It's culture, culture number, number two. two. It's about a guy gets picked for a jury for a crime he may have committed. Whoa. He's realizing. No, that's oh, cool. it sounds good. Yeah. That's cool. It's fucking. literally some script that just probably fell on his hey, doormat. That's so like, cool. Like Nick Holt. Fell on his doormat in 1986 right. and he just like. He shook Who off the this juror movie? Who's the juror? Do we know? Did Nicholas they cast Nick Holt. Holt. Oh, oh, Tony Collette's in it. In it's got good people. She's a judge. Is the last jury movie The Runaway? Runaway jury? Runaway Have jury. we had a good jury movie hmm, since then? That's a good question. Certainly jury in the title. Uh, Nicholas jury Holt. Duty, the TV show. Has been, jury Duty, the TV right. show. Uh, Tony Collette. Uh, I think that counts. The, your favorite, uh, Zoe Deutsch from mm-hmm. Last movie. My favorite, Wait, yes. Yes. Uh, Kiefer favorite. Sutherland, who is having a little bit of a comeback. Wait, He's are they in, good they're in juror number two? Really good. Kimmy and Nicole. They're in juror number two? Yeah. Leslie Bibb. Zoe Deutsch is going to be great Oh my God. And Gabriel Basso. Shooting right now. J.D. Vance himself. Oh my God, I can't wait till this oh. comes out. Yeah, it was Gabriel a it was Basso. a strike paused production. Incredible. But it's back up and running. Who is he? He's on some he's on that Netflix show too. That's not I mean, I know he was JD Vance. He's the one that's Basso. he's on the night agent. The yes. night agent. Thank you. Not the night manager. Nope. It's one of those oh, no. Netflix not shows that was agent. popular for a week. <laughs> Yes. For one week, it was the most watched show in Chile. No one yes. has ever seen <laughs> yes, so yes, much yes. It was watched six billion minutes. Six billion minutes per watch. Per person. Yes. Um, yeah, but I just love that it was like, I need someone for a night thing. <laughs> oh, do you need the manager? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Hiddleston walks away. Yeah. No, yeah. I need more of an agent. Oh. I need someone who more negotiates the contract, <laughs> not like deals 10%. with my, like... <laughs> God, I'm high on this juror number two thing. He's been so I I, I haven't been because when I like Clint Eastwood, I like Clint Eastwood. But when I don't like Clint Eastwood, I'm like get get me out of here. Same. And this is, seems like I'm gonna like this. Clint on his I socials. The door from the outside. Whoever runs Clint's socials, they've been selling autographed photos taken of him on set of juror number two. Right, he's got a beard. Currently, he looks. He's got a beard. He looks crazy. incredible. Incredible. Yes. Yes. Is he I in actually it? Can't wait. No, no, he's not. In it. I'm so I'm so hyped for this. Yeah. I think Cry Macho may end up being his his final on screen film. Uh, yes, possibly. Yes. Fun. Uh, but he's making another movie. Sure. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. <laughs> Unless he accidentally forgets that he's in front of the lens. <laughs> While filming eight, and then they only did one take, correct? The right. one singular take, the one setup. What if the guy on the juror did it? That is, that's good stuff. It's good. Well, yeah. Talk about 1996. It's like, fun. come on. Yeah, oh my God. yeah, I love it. All right, we're done with Barbara Streisand. Uh-huh. Thank you guys for joining us Thank to you. bid oh, her you're goodbye. So this was amazing. What are we doing next, Griffin? Uh, John McTiernan. Wow, he just Ooh. said it. Because I didn't feel like doing any other ramp up. I'm really tired. I need to get some food. Okay, John McTiernan. One of the few directors to spend time in both movie jail and federal p- prison. A man we've talked about covering for a very long time. From the beginning. From the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah, one of the great... We're jumping right to him, Fascinating guys. career arc. Next week, John McTiernan's Nomads, which... Pierce! Sounds crazy. Does have Pierce. so much a Pierce. Pierce. A lot of Pierce recently. Pierce and through. Um, but yeah, we're doing... You guys like McTiernan? You guys love to hunt uh, for Red October? No. i probably only seen Can I say three no? of his movies, no. maybe. <laughs> Die Hard. No. Medicine yeah. Man. Die Hard and Hunt for Red October. Oh, I haven't seen Medicine Di- Man. Okay, I like, no, t- I like Die Hard. Here's the thing we found. Uh, no one has seen Medicine Man. Th- yeah. Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, Thomas Crown Affair. Okay, I like that too. You know, too. Thomas Crown Affair, I, I want to like it more than I like it. Mm. Wow. It's okay. got it's got the look of a of the, of the a movie I would like. I would yes. say I would it's sort of It's sort of like too that. stupid. It's a little too stupid. <laughs> I just wow. can't wait. We're going to talk about Dennis Leary in that movie so much. 
<sighs> well, uh, everyone anyway, who dropped out for the Barber series, come on back. What's his? What was his last movie? Die yeah. Hard. Basic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was what? Basic. Oh, basic. basic. Okay. Yeah. Never and then basic. he went to federal prison <laughs> for what? Tax? The Slammer. Lying yes. under oath about yeah, what? Anthony Pelicano. About uh, yes, about the the dirty deeds of oh, Anthony Pelicano. Oh, notorious okay. Hollywood PI. Fun and and phone tapper oh, Anthony okay. Pelicano. It's exciting movie about that. Yeah. Um, so that's what we got coming up and we're done. Griffin, take us out, right? I don't know. You're hungry. Did you not so have lunch? Hungry. Uh, no. Ah, God damn it. It's you gotta nice. eat. I, well, I know. Here, tell, tell me about it. Should have a drawer filled with snowballs over there. Oh, like, oh we sure. never mentioned that she eats snowballs out of a drawer. I think we, yeah. I think we said <laughs> it's it. It's because she's gross. Right. Oh, she's yeah, hideous. Guess, yeah, oh my she's God. fucking disgusting. Oh, and that the, the moment that Jeff Bridges is most disgusted with her is when he finds out that she's eating carrots. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's a snowball she's, in the she dresser She sniffs between the them. carrots and goes, mmm. <laughs> they don't smell like anything. Bobby, Lindsay, everyone should listen to Who Weekly. Yeah, what's coming on? What's happening with Who Weekly in early 2024, if anything? <laughs> oh, we're gonna do know. our we're gonna do our yearly award show. Sure, the, okay. the Who Me's are coming up. Huge deal for and the is community. This, this is in a few weeks. This yeah, will this be in like uh, beginning of four. Yeah, Feb so it's a couple oh, so months. You can go My back in birthday. time, listen to oh, our end February, of the year. February, this comes out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> we could be dead by then. We could be dead. It's dropping in February. Uh, what will we be doing oh. in February? You know, what we normally do. Two episodes a week. Two up, three episodes a week. Three, oh, my God. Three You're doing three episodes a week? Well, we do our Patreon. Because the Patreon. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. So, so it's just... It's, but they're it's shorter. A, it's a revolving door of, of who celebrities, and that's what you'll hear. Yeah, they'll still be moving, and so will we. Yeah. So... That's it. We'll we hang won't. on the beach next year. We hang oh, on the beach. Oh, of course. Yeah, year. you came yes. to my my beach abode. We yes, wouldn't be talking about Barbara Streisand or Jeff Bridges, but we could be talking about Mimi Rogers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. You never who know what movie you never know what we talking up about. To. Is oh, Brenda Vaccaro a who? For sure. <laughs> she kind of is, and that you're like sure. she has an Oscar well, nomination. For sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. She's iconically you know what Dorothy Spornak's sister in law. I'll be doing in February 2024, reading, still fucking That's reading right. the Barbara yeah. Streisand well, memoir. That's what I'll be doing in March of 25. Yeah. <laughs> check me. Check in with me and see if I've finished. If I've gotten up to the chapter. Hopefully, Mira by the time um, Juror Number Two comes out, you'll <laughs> yes. be done, and we can go to we'll Regal do, and see we'll, Juror we'll, Number we'll Two. We'll all go see it together. Yeah, perfect. We'll do it. Maybe we need to do an emergency. Yeah, maybe we gavel it in. We'll see. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem is it probably came out yesterday. That's how fast <laughs> he works. It's been released since we started recording yes, this episode. Joey Joyce is doing an Instagram live right now, getting people to see juror number two. She's so proud of it. I'm, that, I'm so happy for her on that one. She's been in a lot of poops recently. So <laughs> I'm good for her. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to Marie Barty for associate producing this show. Thank you to Joe Bowen and Pat Reynolds for our artwork. JJ Birch for our research and reading the entire Barbara book in record time. He read that thousand pages in real fast. Yes. Good um, job. Yes. You're fired. Uh, he's, he's not fired. He's a double fire, which means he's a rehire. Uh, thank you to AJ McKee and Alex Barron for our editing, Lay Montgomery, the Great American Novel, for our theme song. Go to blankcheckpod.com for links to some real nerdy shit, including our Patreon Blank Check special features where we do commentaries on franchises like the Terminator franchise. Once again, an overcorrection for a month of Barbara. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Get ready for the Terminator and John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you in three years. When's the next? <laughs> so when's the next girl? When's we'll, the next we'll woman? We'll see you then. <laughs> when's the next woman? We'll do plenty of girls. Uh, yes. 
women. Soon we'll have covered every woman who ever directed yeah, a movie in well, Hollywood. All look, 12 of them. We need to pace them out for <laughs> yeah, exactly. reasons that are culturally depressing and not our fault. That's all I'm going to say. It's a little bit our fault. <laughs> I'll take 10% responsibility. And as always, Barbara Streisand should not fuck. What? I'm trying to I'm trying to nail a Streisand effect joke and I can't figure out how to frame it. David just pushed his microphone. She should away. sue us for doing this podcast. Correct. There we okay, go. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye.